fucker my keys. Are my keys? Ah, fucking idiot. Now, if only some of us could find our goddamn keys. That's been a theme this year, has it not? Finding our keys. I lost the keys to my infinity sleigh on Halloween. It was at this gay party at Yamashiro. Mainstream gay, very PG-13, very mixed, nothing crazy. I like Halloween. What do you want from me? I never have to dress up for it, you know? I just go as is. Belt does its job. Beard covers what it has to cover. It's nice to take part in a holiday where you don't have to make a billion children happy and get nothing in return for it except Talmudic sass. Fucking ADL. I know, I know, every December 26 feels like another holocaust because of all the returns. <laughs> but don't blame me. Write a letter to the museum of all sales are final. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I haven't tried some good faith outreach in the past. Remember my Santa Can 2 reform program where I delivered all the Hebrew kids presents on Hanukkah? I even got nominated for the Eli Wiesel Award that year. But did I win? No. I was runner-up. Because once again, the Eli Wiesel Award was given to... Eli Wiesel. I mean these people. Anyway, who am I kidding? I hate Christians even more. All those fake Santas out there, those internet converts. In their hands, Christ is a key that fits perfectly into your lock but doesn't budge. Then you can't even peep through the keyhole. I'm real and sick and tired of these voices preaching Christianity online. I mean because they're not voices of belief. At best... They're voices of doubt trying to bully itself into belief by bullying others into self-hatred. Not a good look, littlepadre.com. Maybe if you feel the light of Santa, you should shut the fuck up for a while and learn how to sing. Back in the 1800s, street preachers didn't preach like homeless maniacs the way they do now at ball games and shit. You know what they did? They sang. 
They stood on street corners and sang hymns of the gospel. But even that doesn't always cut the mustard. My friend Bobby D., or maybe you call him Robbie Z., he went through a little convert disco preacher phase in the late 70s, and he knew how to sing. Once I was waiting in fortune and fame Everything that I dreamed of to get a start in life's game mm-hmm. Suddenly it happened, I lost every dime But I'm richer by far with a satisfied mind My life is over And my time has run out My friends and my loved ones I'll leave, there's no doubt But one thing for certain When it comes my time I'll leave this old world With a satisfied mind He sang beautifully in this phase, but the problem was, he sang like an apostle. He sang like an acolyte. And people didn't buy it. People didn't buy it. They didn't think he was being fake. They knew he meant what he sang when he sang it, but they didn't see how the voice of an apostle, an acolyte, a preacher, was more godly than what they'd heard before. Because they remembered an older voice, the voice from before, the trail of echoes that sometimes led you straight to the sun. Well, in my time of dying, don't want nobody to mourn. All I want for you to do is take my body home. Well, 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 so I can die. Jesus gonna make up, Jesus gonna make up, Jesus gonna make up my dying bed. No, it wasn't until Bob Dylan stopped preaching that his songs from the Santa period started to make their mark. Because then, they became no longer the songs of a preacher high off the air of the mountaintop. They became the songs of a battered climber who now knew that no mountain, not even the highest mountain in the world, not even Magic Mountain, not even Mount Ararat, no mountain is ever high enough to scrape the promised land. Mountain songs mean more when you're balls deep in the desert, babe. Music, music is a key, a jingle jangle key that every great musician loses and has to find again, and loses and has to find again. Blessed is the musician who keeps looking under the seat. 
Some people fidget with fitness keys. Health fad keys. Lots of those ringing in my fucking ears this year. Good luck with that. Romance. Romance is a key that works for a while. And so is plain old South Pole sucking and fucking. The flesh. The illusion of infinite merger it provides. Wouldn't be such an illusion if not for our propensity to leap for the mountaintop for the ultimate view, if you know what I mean, and then come tumbling down. That's why we gotta learn to roll in each other's arms. The flesh, an expiring key that only some know how to use. So let them use it and have some sympathy. That's also a key. Sympathy. What I'm trying to say is I told Mrs. Claus she can fuck her fitness instructor this year. Let the old lady have some fun for once. Besides, Andrew Tate can use the money. All those Quran audiobooks and east-facing rugs aren't going to pay for themselves. Oh, 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 oh. Let that Muslim man whore deck the halls with his hot dog so I can slide down over to the gay party at Yamashiro. Speaking of Japs. I want to read you the first half of a letter my good friend Billy Faulkner once wrote to the youth of Japan after World War II. I quote, A hundred years ago, my country, the United States, was not one country in culture, but two of them, so opposed to each other that 95 years ago, they went to war against each other to test which one should prevail. My side, the South, lost that war, the battles of which were fought not on neutral ground in the waste of the ocean, but in our homes, our gardens, our farms. Our land, our homes, were invaded by a conqueror who remained after we were defeated. We were not only devastated by the battles which we lost. The conqueror spent the next ten years after our defeat and surrender, despoiling us of what little war had left. The victors in our war made no effort to rehabilitate and reestablish us in any community of men or of nations. But all this is past. Our country is one now. I believe our country is even stronger because of that old anguish, since that very anguish taught us compassion for other peoples whom war has injured. I mention it only to explain and show that Americans from my part of America can understand the feeling of the Japanese young people of today, that the future offers him nothing but hopelessness with nothing any more to hold to or believe in. Because the young people of my country during those ten years must have said in their turn, What shall we do now? Where shall we look for the future? Who can tell us what to do, how to hope and believe? I would like to think that there was someone there at that time, too, to speak to them, to reassure them that man is tough, that nothing, nothing, war, grief, Hopelessness, despair, can last as long as man himself can last. That man himself will prevail over all his anguishes, provided he will make the effort to. Make the effort to believe in man and in hope. To seek not, a, to seek not for a mere crutch to lean on, but to stand erect on his own feet by believing in hope and in his own toughness and endurance. 
I believe that is the only reason for art, for the music, the poetry, the painting, which man has produced and is still ready to dedicate himself to. That art is the strongest and most durable force man has invented or discovered with which to record the history of his invincible durability and courage beneath disaster and to postulate the validity of hope. I believe it is war and disaster which remind man most that he needs a record of his endurance and toughness. I think that that is why, after our own disaster, there rose in my country, the South, a resurgence of good writing, writing of a good enough quality that people in other lands began to talk of a regional Southern literature even until I, a countryman, have become one of the first names in our literature the Japanese people want to talk to and listen to. I believe that something very like that will happen here in Japan within the next few years. think it's bad getting gypped, just try getting japped. That's when someone kills himself on your boat. Oh, oh, oh. Now I ask you to consider how much weaker and less believable Billy Faulkner's letter to the youth of Japan would have been had he substituted the use of a single, simple word for one of the more popular versions today. The word man. Man. Man is tough. Nothing can last as long as man himself can last. Man himself will prevail, provided that he make the effort to believe in man. Substitute that single word with people or humanity. And what happens then? The whole message dies. Never trust anyone who is triggered by man. A word can be the key. A single word. Yamashiro, I started dancing with this couple, doing the boogie-woogie, as one does. One of them was dressed up as John Cena, the other one was black. We got to grooving on the dance floor, and they invited me to their place. And in the Uber, we got to talking about a certain word that begins with N. We waxed nostalgic about a time in his millennial youth when everyone freely said the N-word, repeating after their favorite musicians. He bemoaned the voodoo taboo surrounding that word now, and so it was that he unlocked my respect. The word 
was the key. We get to their place downtown. I take off my beard and leave her outside. <laughs> At some point, grasping for a word to help me describe my favorite Patreon podcast, Filthy Armenian Adventures, which you should subscribe to at patreon.com slash filthyarmenian, I come up with retarded. And the black fellow looks at me, and he goes, I'm so glad you said that word. You see, my favorite podcast is Red Scare, and my favorite line from that podcast is when Dasha said, you should never kill yourself because something retarded might happen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. We get bored with people. We get bored with people real fast. We tune them out. We don't listen to them anymore. We talk to ourselves in front of them, and they talk to themselves in front of us. And gradually, we become strangers. Strangers who know too much. Friends who don't know anything. We seek new teachers and masters constantly. My therapist told me. My fitness instructor, he's so hot and dumb, and the regime fears him. We plug our ears with facts. We deafen ourselves with knowledge. And who can blame us? After all, we're only man. But in the process of becoming strangers to the people we once knew... A great opportunity does arise to fall in love with them all over again, or maybe for the first time. And sometimes all it takes is one magic word. Sometimes in the spirit of Christmas, a magic word is dropped down the chimney and suddenly all that estrangement goes away. And it's game on. Tonight's adventure is supposedly about the key of astrology. A very popular key this time of year, any time of year. It's that, uh, you know, uh, discipline about the little something-something between ourselves and our stars. How we wonder where they are. The moon, the tides, Mercury retrograde, what have you. Anyway, in this adventure, one grumpy bah humbug Hollywood soul goes to meet another grumpy bah humbug Hollywood soul, a psychologist deep in the valley, and he goes there to get his full horoscope read for the very first time. The distance between these two people is as great or as Close as the distance between our stars and ourselves. And it's a distance that seems unbridgeable. Until a key word is accidentally spoken. And the real conversation is finally unlocked. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, if you can catch the word. Hello, hello. 
Nice to meet you, Douglas. Here you go. Thank you for doing this. Well, what a lovely hat, lovely house. Yeah, it's it has a charm to it, doesn't it? It sure does. I love this long, uh, circular red sofa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are my paintings. I paint. Oh, nice. My former lovers over there, and the whole thing. Your former, oh, the Mona Lisa. She looks like Mona Lisa. No, 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 that's a copy. Of, <laughs> actually, it's a copy of um, um, Raphael's woman with a, um, a uh, unicorn in um, that's, um, I did that as a, as a study. And then the other the girl there was one of my affairs. She was only 40 years younger than me. I have, I'm very good with women. Yeah, that, I, I, I should learn a trick or two. I'm so bad with women, I, I sleep with men. I'm very good with women. And these are all my paintings. Lovely. Are you a fisherman? Yes, major. What do you, what's your game? What do you, what, what kind of well, fish do you? fly fishermen. I fly fish. fish. Since I was 12, and I still do. Oh, so nice. you can see I collect the stuff and do the paintings and so on. I'll give you a little tour here. Sure, I would love to. as well, yeah. because it's kind of an interesting place, you know. Here's my, um, here is my, um, your work space. My work uh, space. Your study, just, your study. Yeah, and I just finished this painting. Actually, this one I just finished. I don't know whether you like it or not. It was, she's um, my, you call it woman friend. She's mm -hmm. another one only 30 years she's, I was going to say she looks a little older than the other one. Yeah, she's only 30 years younger than me. But she looks sad and wise. Well, what I wanted to do on this one, this was not really a copy. This was a a study of a uh, feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. So I call her the um, mystic woman contemplating the secret, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's got some faults. I had to take it from a photograph. But it, I think the feeling comes through. And it's very powerful, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, she seems very burdened by... Yeah, burdened and heavy and sad. Yeah. And it's not a happy thing. She's not a really happy woman. She's very interesting, you know. She's suffered and that kind of thing. Are you are, are you are you familiar with the Vanga? No. Vanga is this Bulgarian, or I guess technically Macedonian mystic, who is a huge celebrity in the Balkans. She died about fifteen years ago, but during mm -hmm. Soviet during throughout the Soviet period, mm -hmm. people would she was like everyone would flock to her for her visions mm -hmm. and. They still analyze her predictions Nostradamus style in the newspapers. Really? Yeah. Anyway, she would always. My parent, my folks who are born in Bulgaria, would always tell me that anytime she had it, she was possessed by a real vision. It would she would suffer immensely. So that's why I think. I don't know. I mean, but this is all. And then these are you know fly fishing things, and these are um, marionettes from Burma that I managed to get too. I've traveled a great deal, you know. Yeah, it looks like it. And then this is interesting. These are um, swords. My grandfather, my mother's size, was a captain of Bersaglieri. Yeah, he died. He was killed in World War One. So I have this is a sword, a cavalry sword from Italy, about the 1870s or beautiful. 80s. And this one is a Mussolini area sword of the Italian Air Force about 1930. Lovely. And so these. Well, it looks like it still it could still inflict some damage if you. Well, know what I mean. you don't do that. Yeah. And these are all my paintings here. 
paintings and collections, and all of these are all my paintings. What's this? Uh, this is well. This is freaky a, head. Well, antique Japanese. Is, oh yes, I've right. seen one of these. Yes, and this is probably horse hair, monkey hair, something right. like that. So real. I huh? got I got this because I, where there was a sale. I was walking along the sale, at, and I said I gotta have this, so I bought it. Do you mind if I take a picture with it? No, or is go that a, on, okay. take your pictures. It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think you'll find plenty here. I've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a lot of stories. I have to do this to get a good angle here. I've also got your horoscope too. Oh boy, I'm 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 afraid almost because well, I've never it's done... not afraid. I think you'll find it very interesting. And um, and then there's me as an alchemist, and then they, these are all my paintings. You know, these do you are... mind standing below this, and I can take a picture of you with the painting? Okay. It's not going to be. It's going to be tight, but I can try to get. Well, it. Yeah, it's good. Nice, I like it. Yeah. And then here's, you know, these are all my paintings. And then you'll see this is, of course, the bedroom is very simple. But these are also, you know, very simple place, you know, very right. kind of thing. But, but I keep it simple because of that kind of thing. It's very, you know, the house, you get a feeling of these are all my paintings, everything here. Mm -hmm. This one I just finished. Outside of this, this one is um, mystic. It's... Um, these are all different religions and the, and the astrological things in the heart. So it's the, you might say, the, the divine crying about the, uh, the universe, you know. Yeah. But no, but it's a little bit, um, nobody really likes it, but <laughs> I, still, I still know what it's about. So anyhow, that's that. And then um, what else I've got? I mean, there's just plenty here. I mean, these are all my, again, again I'm going to turn this up. There's all the paint and paintings and all my stuff for the girlfriends, the whole thing. And so Do you have the one currently? Yeah, I mean, she's the one. She's Did she, oh, she, the, the, the one. Yeah, she's here. only 30. I, I'm very good with women. They're very much younger than me. Too, too, too much young. I can get involved a lot, but I don't get too. So this is, and then these are the paintings too in the kitchen. I love the toaster. Yeah, the well, toaster is a vintage. Well, that's a smeg. It's that's a, and that's the smeg thing. Well, they're yeah. famous for that. It, Beautiful. But it works well in the kitchen, you know. Yeah, you I might want to see the outside too. It's sure. quite nice, and it's got to be done here. We'll show you this. And they call this place kind of St. Douglas's here, but I've got. So it's really quite nice out here. It's um, you can see the um, the back is here rather nice, and then lots Very of lovely, things. Yeah. I'm a hermetic, green, hermetic yeah. philosophy. I and so this is part of the thing. I painted that too on it. Lovely, and he's so coy, yeah. shushing us with his finger. Well, that's the whole point. If yeah. you're a hermeticist, you know secrets you don't. You keep your mouth shut. Right. And then, um, and, and this is the other things, all kinds of symbols. Here's, this is kind of interesting, you might like. This is my back, but you can see I've got, there's Pegasus, mm -hmm. and there's Perseus, and there's the Medusa. Mm -hmm. So it's the entire symbol of the myth of the Perseus, Medusa, Perseus, and Medusa right there on the front. Let me get, let me get a picture of this lovely. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely unique. You won't see that very yeah. often. I need to Perseus. go down to get uh, Perse Pegasus. Perseus, uh, Pegasus, and the Medusa. Marvelous. Um, so because I mean, if may you I ask you to stand below Medusa? Yeah. Yeah. Just so I mean, if you know the, if you know the, um, the, um, yeah. 
I think only a psychologist can have the sort of success with women that that you're intimating to me. Well, I do because I don't know how I do, but I don't care. Anyhow, well, how would you like your horoscope first? Well, you tell me. I'm, I've never done this way, in my life. By the way, if you want to know some interesting thing, I, all of my paintings, I have these fishing paintings, but if you look at them carefully, there's a dragon here and there's the dragon's tail. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so and then this is another one. What I consider my masterpiece, which I love, I like it. But you can see it's the I call it the fly fisherman. The trout fairy gives the fly fisherman unexpected surprise. But there you'll see a naked woman. You'll see the dragon's mm-hmm. head, and here's the dragon's tail. I love it. And so, there's you. Yeah, and there's uh, me. Is that ma- is that in mammoth? Is that somewhere? No, well that's just Sierras, makeup. Right? Makeup. Yeah. Make it up. How, how long have you lived in Los Angeles? May I ask? Well, since I was about five years old when we came from Baltimore, and by the way, the swords there, you know, I'm a little unusual guy, you know, I'm um, directly rated to Robert Lee. In fact, those swords there, the top one mm-hmm. is from the, um, the um, um, 1870s American... Um, uh, Calvary. The second one is an NCO officer that my father found. My father, and then the other one is in as the Civil War um, officers. Um, I think infantry sword. The bottom one is probably from the Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, the Confederates, because I'm directly related to Robert E. Lee. In fact, I'm going to tell you a story that no one will ever believe in L.A. they'd probably be blip is absolutely true. I'm absolutely related. In fact, my grandmother on my father's side had um, um, personal artifacts from Robert E. Lee. They were, I'm directly related. Mm-hmm. And I tell you the story, I was, um, when I was in the 60s, and I was in the University of Maryland, my graduate degree for psychology, we had a family meeting, the Lees, and they told me down and gave me a story, gave me artifacts. And there was one lady there, I never met her, she says, well, I'm Sweet Pea. She was about four feet eight, you know, mm-hmm. real sweet. Well, she says, I'm Sweet Pea. I said, I'm your aunt. I said, you are, because I never met She said, well, I nearly cried. I said, what do you mean you cried? She says, I was at Appomattox. I said, you were at Appomattox. I said, you couldn't be that old. She was probably at the time in the 60s. I would guess she was probably born about 1880, 1875, because this was 1860 and she was 85 then, so you can figure that. She was definitely born 
around that time, 1885 or something. So she says, well, I cried because we lost the war. And I said, you, you, yeah, I was at Appomattox. I said, I was there 10 years ago, and I cried because we lost the war. I swear she said that. Mm -hmm. So that is very unusual. Of course, in L.A. they wouldn't believe, but it's part of history. And my father was Episcopalian. So I'm definitely not... Uh, part of the um, arrangement here, but as I said, I don't mind. They can do it, and I can sue them. I have and enough money to do it if they don't like that. When did you come to LA? Well, it was in the um, when was well, it was after the war. After and, the war, yeah. My father, they wanted so you're to come. a long time here. You, you oh yes, here. because you didn't, and then and then there were a lot of other things. I mean, I grew up here, became a psychologist. So LA was wonderful in those days. You can't imagine how good it was. I mean, we live in Encino, but we had uh, lots of land. We had horses. I had horses, and um, we raised sheep, and we would ride our horses um, down at the Sepulveda Basin. Oh. It was wonderful, and it lasted for a while, and then it slowly deteriorated to now where it's, you know, in, imploding now. Where did you feel the start of the deterioration? Well, it started about the end of the 80s. I could see it overgrown, and of course the planning is probably, most people know anything about city planning, give it an F, mm -hmm. and it's even worse now. They're building these big apartment houses with no accommodations for children, parks, or even internal stuff. It's it's um, an absolute um, uh, way of creating uh, mental and physical health and drug problems and so on. Mm -hmm. So they're turning the entire city into a um, into an inner city and a separation of the classes because anybody who understands what's going on, which are a lot of people are there, are just separating from it. So it's really in a state of deterioration and separation. But it's all planning. I mean, it's, it's your city council who does that and their supreme ignorance. Are, are, now, uh, do you, have, you, have you ever worked with or come, come into contact with in your career a man by the name of Nathaniel Brandon? No, I've heard the name, though. Yeah. He was a psychologist in, uh, um, who kind of pioneered the self-esteem movement in the 60s. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, we did do that. Yes, I remember him because when I was a psychologist and we knew about it and there was some controversy about self-esteem. There too. was, yeah. He, he himself was became a, you know, uh, I mean, as the self-esteem thing got kind of on its own legs and became a kind of new agey, loosey-goosey thing, mm -hmm. he became one of its yeah, one of its critics, but but he originated it uh, in a more uh, personal responsibility sort uh -huh. of way in the, from the 60s. Um, I knew him then, that, and he lived in L.A., that's why I, yeah. I thought maybe you might have crossed paths. So then, so anyhow, as far as the L.A. is concerned, now I did that, became a psychologist, more private practice, worked in the school system, so I know a lot about it. And then a lot of famous people met because my parent, my mother, after we married, my father died, you know, Frank Messina, and he knew a lot of uh, these, you know, from the 50s, all these famous actors that became friends with him. Not out, they became friends like um, John Ford came to our house. We were very good friends with him. Ronald Reagan, we knew. Love John Ford. Yeah, all the time. Ronald Reagan Ronald came Reagan. to our house. Yeah. Even when he was president, he came to our house. And my mother said there were two cars, you know, only once he came. But he came all the time. But there was no and, and uh, business. Very, very yeah, there was no business uh, for it because it was just a matter of they were friends. He would come and sing and all of this. 
and a lot of other people whose names I don't even know. Uh, everyone died, uh, and my mother was the last who just died two months ago at 107 and a half. Oh, sorry for your loss. Well, 107 and a half. quite a life. Well, it was incredible, and I mean, and everyone, I mean, really a lot of people who who were famous in those days, of course you wouldn't know them because they were, you know, in the, you know, later on, um, were at our house, and they, because my parents entertained well, and they didn't, and Frank didn't care about any ambitions, he was quite, he was a famous musician at the time, and he had no, no desire for, um, you know, <laughs> ambition. So they just had a good time. So we had a very good time. It was really wonderful. And I've had a lot of parties in my house. I would say in the time I've been here, I've had at least 300 parties. Wow. I haven't had any in three years because of COVID. Oh, I mean, I mean, it just couldn't. But no, I've had a lot here. So that's the whole business of that as far as LA is concerned. It's deteriorated immensely. Um, it's... Um, really um, pathetic, uh, and um, I can't do any more than just comment. Anyone who's been here for a while will say the same thing. So what's happened is that those who are aware and, and um, are no going to separate themselves and uh, go underground, and yeah. uh, it's just really the rich and the have just separating more and more from the poor leadership and degradation, just like an inner city. And uh, what'll happen is the poor will get poor, the rich will go to get richer. And it's all designed by the poor, very poor, um, um, uh, misguided and corrupt, uh, in many ways, um, uh, leadership, you know, the whole thing. I, you can report that, you know, because everyone... I will knows. report. But, uh, you know, I grew up at a time... Mm -hmm. I grew up right after your the time in which you marked as the the uh, the decline of LA because mm -hmm. I'm born in '85. So by the time I started, you know, paying attention to anything, it was the '90s, and it was exactly the time. I basically my life is the symbol of LA's degradation. Yeah, well, it's again, but you have to look at at. Um if you're talking about Los Angeles, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about that or any kind of situation, you can't get too excited about this because we do go in cycles. There's, and there's the called the Condondra life cycle, which is the 72-year cycle, which is, which is after World War II, the United States was on the upswing of that, which it was. Now it's on the downswing after 72 years, which ended... When was that? About 2008 or something like that. So, so it's on the downswing. And of course it affected Los Angeles and other things too. So I wouldn't, you can't really, you know, it's, it's there, but at the same time, you have to understand that it's, these cycles are just there. But it really was a wonderful time uh, in the 60s, 70s, 50s. The whole thing really was. It was a lot going on. It was very rich. And today we're in a very difficult time, not only in the city, but because of the confusion and the change in the cycles and the whole world. And the media has confused a lot of people. You know, i give you an example that I heard from my woman friend that there are 500 TV shows now, mm -hmm. and then add streaming, add Netflix, add go on. There must be, I mean, I don't know how many, but when I was growing up, there was just, uh, what, four or five channels. 
everybody knew what was going on. I mean, there was this the Texaco Hour and Bob Hope and and mm-hmm. Amos and I. I mean, there there were everyone knew the shows. There just there yeah. there was no that much diversity today. You cannot even I couldn't even imagine what's going on at five hundred shows. Yeah, I don't even. In fact, I wrote a book about not watching television when I was twenty-five. Never had a television. People wonder how am, how am I so successful? <laughs> yeah. Because I think, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it that it, box is full of lies. Well, I don't watch it, but I don't watch the media at all very much anyhow. So wow. what's happened is that from you've got this confusion, and you have many um, a lot of people lost. And lack and doing exactly what they shouldn't do. In other words, this is the time to not go into the media. It's the time to study philosophy, study religion, go into the depth of something solid, be very basic, because you have a time of great not only media confusion, but the whole world is changing. And when you have that kind of confusion, is the time to go to fundamentals. But they don't. They just go in a little bit of a of a. Um, their little tribal mentality and stay there and that's it. Of course, it's completely um, disastrous in the long run. In the short run, it lasts in the long run. It, it, it seems like there, it seems like, not to, I mean, uh, it seems like what's happening is that as the confusion has become uh, so insurmountable, uh, people are sort of, the, uh, the tribal element is there. Instead of studying the 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 studying the first things, mm-hmm. they seem to be reverting to this primitive. They're kind of importing a primitive uh, form of righteousness yes. and and commitment to uh, a a, tri- a tribe that's very old, but it's one that it, it does well, not. Well, what it way. is when you're confused and people lack the mentality or the or the um, ability to deal with ambiguity and change, they go to extremes. So you go, you become a fundamentalist in one way or the other. You can be a right-wing fundamentalist, you can be a left-wing fundamentalist, mm-hmm. and we have that today. The cancel culture was an example of that. Yeah. I can't deal with all the confusion, I can't deal with the complexity, I can't deal with thinking. Just delete them. And then, then you've got the universities who are promoting, who are third-rate, basically, if that, yeah. um, and giving third-rate information. So anyone who's a second, even a first-rate mind is just ignored. And they're even not even allowed on campus without guards, which is true. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I read it all the time, you know, they have this. So you've got this polarity and and a a pervasive of of just third and fourth-rate minds everywhere. So, and I, it wasn't that way, you know. When I was growing up, even in television, they would have people like, um, you know, there was, you know, Rod Sterling, and they'd have Bishop Sheen on, who was he was a university professor, a teaching theology, and um, on television, and was got an Emmy award for it, you know. I mean, was teaching like he would be in the university, people watch it, and he was one, he he even out, I think he did some, I think he did, I mean, so I think in, in, in those days, he got more audiences than uh, some, I think it was um, Lucia Ball, or one of them, anyhow, he was just famous, but very intellectual. And then you had Steve Allen, who was incredibly intelligent, these people, and you would watch them. You even had Hugh Hefner, who I saw, and again, example how intelligent it was, you couldn't even have the day. 
I saw an example on TV of having a conversation with a feminist in, I think it was the 70s on TV. Mm-hmm. And it was very intelligent. They were back and forth and it was yeah. calm, but like two adults talking. You know. yeah. Today, you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. One would shout and the other would do this. The women would shout. It became emotional. The the amount of discourse today is emotionally based. It's, it's a reduction from rationality to what they call in psychology and and um, Jungian psychology, anima, possession, meaning it's that the emotions take over the thinking, which, by the way, is the same kind of aspect that the Nazis and the even the Russians today took. It's the emotions, not the thinking, that dominate um, the discourse and the, um, and the rationale, you know. And that's what's happening today. It's the same, exact same... Um, um, dynamic, psychological, that's uh, connected with fascism in the negative sense and communism and all of those things. Of course, they won't admit it because they don't have the intelligence to do it, but or the or would admit it. But it it's very clear. It's there's no really no debate about it because it's I mean it's just everywhere. You can see it in the universities where you can't have controversy. So that's that's what's happening today. Diversified fanaticism. But I wouldn't be too pessimistic because I I think there's enough um, flexibility and people around to, um, you know, um, deal with this. Well, listen, one reason why I started this podcast exactly a year ago Mm -hmm. was to do exactly the type of investigation that you've, I think, been Mm -hmm. identifying as spiritually necessary in these times. And so I've, I've... I've sort of been plumbing the depths not only of my own past and of my own past influences, but completely new things uh, and completely new disciplines and studies and and, and, and individuals mm-hmm. such as yourself and such as astrology right now. I've, I have no experience with this. Well, I have no in, I have no innate uh, respect for it except for the fact that it's old. And then I'm always respectful of anything that's been around. Uh, that yeah, it's that's only about five or six thousand years of yeah. history. I mean, in, yeah, in my world, that's old. Now I know some people. That's a young woman, but uh, for me, five to six thousand years. And and it's not only old, but it's something that a lot of different peoples have taken seriously over. The well, it makes a difference. But um, anyhow, um, I want to go back. One of the other things too, if you want to know, you know my blog if you saw it, mm-hmm. The Man You Can Be for the 21st Century. Part of the things I had today, which I saw, and I think it's rather interesting about today, especially with men, which is half the population, is that when I um, retired, and um, and I would, you know, I worked out a lot, and I would, um, I, you know, a lot of these guys I would just talk to in the gym or go to things, and I would talk, and they would... Um, Ask me questions, and sometimes we're going for 45 minutes, a half hour. I say, Why would they want to talk to me? For and they, these are guys 20s, they're in their 20s mainly. And I said, Why do they want to talk to me? I said, For so long, God, like he was, you know, retired 40 years older. I said, This is peculiar, and I couldn't quite figure it out to tell you the truth, you know. And it would go on and on, and then um, I and then I talk about it, and I did this and that, and I found out, you know, there's a problem. They need guidance, masculinity. So I did a lot of study and found out, and my conclusion was, and I wrote the book about it and I studied, is that my approach today, what I saw, is that 
women have become far more advanced than men today psychologically. You know, and, and even in terms of power, because now 60% or almost 60% have more degrees, graduate degrees than men and so on. And they're much more aware today. You know, they're, you know they, they are. There are some negative aspects of the feminism, but I'm really going into that. And I said, and a lot of the men are, and men are in very bad shape. I said, they're not able, they're not, if you look at the statistics of health, suicides, um, physical health, mental health, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Men are just in a miserable state. Yeah, and then even I, and then even I look at them in terms of how they uh, live, you know, in, in in dealing with you know in dealing with women, who a lot of the women uh, just dominate them and um, um, they sap their spirits. Sap their spirits. They're not allowed to be really men. And then you have the entire culture, the war against wars. Uh, feminizing men all the way, the culture, even the uh, American Psychological Association, uh, has an attitude of where traditional masculinity is bad. Something I read yeah. about it, and I said, I'm glad I'm not a part of them. I said, they're what a bunch of wimps. I said, they don't know anything about men or women. And then, and then, I mean, I just they don't want to know. I just was, I was appalled when I when I saw their the point of view, and I advise people don't go. And really be careful the psychologists you go to. If you go one, make sure they're not of that ilk. And there are some around. They're not all that way who are enlightened. But they, but so I wrote the book, and my approach was that not, it was not to deal with really women directly, it was to become a fuller, stronger, more complete man. And there's no guidance in that. And I'm the only one who did it. I wrote the book, but then I realized that that uh, to promote it and the idea would take a great deal of effort and I just don't have the, the energy to do it and I'm too old. I mean, it's just an enormous amount of effort to do. But then my approach was that you become a complete man and you start at very age. You need the guidance and how you do that is that you deal with your father and then you deal with all aspects of yourself from not only your planning of the career, physically fit, uh, learning how to dress, learning about women, about their mentality, um, you know, learning, um, planning financially ahead until you're 90, you know, literally 90, planning stages in life, and I'll talk to you about you because I saw some horoscope about that. All of these things, if you, which you can do, it's really not that hard. It's just a matter of getting a program and do it. You do it bit by bit, you know. Um, then you become the man who can deal with the modern strong women, you know. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I think I deal with so many women who are so much younger than me, I just really, I become embarrassed. I don't know. I get it all the time. Literally. I mean, I get it all the time because I dress well. But, but, I'm, sometimes I'm, Six, I could be older, their grandmother, and they come up to me, you know, and you're handsome, and you're good. I said, oh, thank you, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just can't believe. But, yeah, but I think it's the way I carry myself because I really know who I am as a man. And, and I'm not going to date them or anything of that, so they're not going to do that. But I think they're, they, they're lacking. They need 
some kind of sense of a manly strength. That's what I think. Yeah. And also, I you know, I look good. I'm physically fit and all of that. I think they're also they're also quite trained to, uh, or somehow trained to not, not perceive manly strength in in men men their own age when they're young. Could be. I don't know. Um, I think that you know a woman, let's say twenty five, today is very advanced. Their freedom, they've been around, and then most guys always mature early. Most guys really don't mature until they're around thirty five or around, and and they're close to maybe forty today a little bit, getting state and learning. Men definitely mature psychologically later. Women do it early, so they don't find them. So, but and and they're also looking for, um, you know, a mate or someone to deal with, and they can't, they really can't find them at their age. And the problem is, is that when they get older, when they when they do their party years or looking around or get their job, and they're twenty nine and thirty, and their biological clock ticks in, which they do, whether they deny it or not, a lot of professional women do, especially, and um, they'll they'll do that. They'll um, um, you know, like lawyers or even really high-powered women and who are really have a lot going for them. I mean, they are very, very interesting. They're good-looking. They're smart. They're, they're young. They're, I mean, they are... I have a lot of respect for them. They, you know, they want to get married, but they can't find them because uh, there just aren't that many men who are the equal. Because men, women, don't want to marry down they either want to marry equal or up, mm-hmm. you know, always. This way it is historically, the whole, you could call it the archetype. So it's very hard for them to do. And because there's something more women today that in their early years are more educated, and they're making even more money in the cities, they can't find them. But by the time they get in their 30s or 40s, the men who have that, you know, or maybe older. They're looking for younger women. They're looking for younger women. <laughs> or they're already married. Or they're already married. They may be early. And so now I heard a statistic that says that, um, that uh, I think, I don't know how many, 19, 2030 or 35, not very long away, there are going to be more single women than married, oh, married women. Mm-hmm. And that's a very big problem oh, for yeah. a lot of situations. And I know them, my woman friend, she's, but she was deliberately didn't want to get married, but I meet them all the time. So, they, so you've, got, you've got a very big um, sociological problem today because of that, notwithstanding the uh, spiritual problem and the confusion and the uh, changing economic status and the whole world status. So we're going through a great cycle of change now. And uh, it's very hard to predict what it is, but between the climate change and the population over uh, overpopulation, and the press on the resources, and the change in the economy, and the inability in the long run to have growth because it's going to have to stop. Uh, that I mean, it just won't. It can't go on forever. It's unsustainable. There's going to be some major, major changes. So uh, I'm curious to know what my the interpretation of my uh, uh, astrological fate. Well, I'll is. do it. I mean, but you want I, to turn this off and leave it on? Oh, or? I want to leave it on. No, no, I'm here to record. You want to talk about you now? Yeah. Well, 
not I don't know. I'm ta- it's still about you because you're the one who's reading. Well, I mean, you're asking the questions. This I don't know what you're going to do with this. I mean, no, I mean, I'm just I'm simply I'm trying to capture. Uh, well, for one thing, I don't know what it's it is to be to re- to receive this interpretation. So I'm trying to capture. Uh, I'm not. I'm not at all shy about. It. Okay. Well, what I want to do, Alec, there's there's two aspects. Of this. this is a podcast you're going to put on mm-hmm. your whatever it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a very personal podcast. So what I mean is, it's not. Um... The second one is that. Yeah. Is that this is about you, which has nothing to do with the public or or yeah. anything else. I mean, this is very separate because what I was talking about is more. Issues that affect a lot of people today. Right. You know? No, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm connect. You know, in my podcast is very much a uh, connection of these public conversations and private conversations. So, in okay. my view, they can be united. Well, you can do. I mean, I yeah. don't. If you want to, I'll do that. Yeah. And um, I can't. What I did. In other words, I don't what, feel. My point is, don't feel restricted in anything you have to tell. Well, me. I'll do this, but this is about you now. And I'll. Oh yes. I've got in my other glasses. What I what I've done. And of course, I've got. I'm give this to you, and I'll do do way. Now, what I do when I do this, I really look. I do it more intuitively because there's a lot you can say. But I look at your age, and I look at something that stands out. Mm-hmm. You know. That and I want to do it. You know, I could go on. And in fact, I'm going to tell you. I gave you here. There's the printout, mm-hmm. and this you can study. You know, for yeah. what you want. I mean, but you'll take it home. But what what I found out, what what comes out, a couple of major things. First of all, I can see that you are um, very much. Um, you have a great deal of inner, inner, inner security of who you are. And you're seeking part of the podcast you go to people, I think, from what I gather, mm-hmm. is to find out more about who you really are. And you want to do that in depth because you're a very sensitive guy. There's a great deal of sensitivity here. But you're um, wounded in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that has not completely healed because of that. Now, we'll go into the more depth on that. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the reasons is that you have really a great deal. You have Pluto here in the 10th house, which means that you have a desire for being power for first, to be recognized, you might say, and a sense to be in power and control. And you haven't attained that yet. and Or maybe you want to attain it. And now what's interesting, I'm going to give you an example of somebody else you don't know mm-hmm. who does not have your problem, but he had a problem with Pluto in the 10th house. His problem was he wanted the same thing, but he had a, he, but he had a very powerful, um, um, first house, I mean personality, so he was very strong, so he would alienate a lot of his bosses and people because he would just come in. So he had that problem. But you don't have that problem, but you do have the impulse of really wanting to be, you might say, um, I want to be the boss. I want to be, I don't want to play second fiddle, you mm-hmm. know, the whole thing. That is very much in, in that kind of thing. A very, it's a kind of like a power drive to be um, um, recognized in some kind of career. 
Really, you want to take hold of that. And this now, is a Pluto? This is Yeah, this is... You'll have to read this. Okay, yeah. Since you know nothing about astrology, yeah. there's no sense me going to. I'm going to go on to this. The other thing is that there's a great deal of sensitivity here, an unusual thing. You're really very sensitive. But one thing that I got constantly here was a sense of trying to find out who you are, a sense of insecurity, a sense of really getting something solid. But you've got... Great personal. You've got Jupiter in the first house. You've got a Capricorn in the center, which is hardworking, which is practical, which is um, getting down to the facts too. And you've got you've got, um, and then you've got um, the part of fortune in the um, um, second house. Now, I'm going to go. I'm going to backtrack a bit on this, and then I'll come back to this. What I saw here, and then what I want you to, this is going to blow your mind. When you're 45, two things are going to happen to oh, you. Shit. You're, you're, no, there's nothing shit. Okay. I mean, it's just, but I want you to prepare for this. Is that you're going to have a Saturn square and your progressed sun, is, which was in, um, went into Aries when you were... Um, See what what degree is it? Oh God, Douglas! Um, I know what it was. I think you, I want to. I want to get it accurate. It's right here. I just I remembered it. But oh come on, Douglas! Yeah, when you were fifteen. So when you're thirty-five, so you were when you were when you were fifteen, it went into Aries, which Aries, which mean it would stay there for thirty. So it would stay there until forty-five. It'll be there. To 45. What is Aries? Aries, I want to be independent. I want to do my own thing. You know, I want to do this. But at 45, two things are going to happen to you. You're going to have the Saturn square and your progressed sun is going to go into Taurus. Now, this is not bad, but it does make a very significant change in your attitude and what you want to do. I'm going to give you an example, some examples. And this is very important. This is important for you to plan ahead for this, because it'll make a very difference. I can see this in your horoscope. When I had, when I was the Saturn square, or two things. When I had the Saturn, a progressed sun, which you don't understand. I had a, that year when I went to Aquarius. I started to study astrology, mm-hmm. which is an Aquarian thing. Didn't change my job, didn't do anything, but my interest completely took a different focus altogether. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not bad, it was very good. I enlightened. Okay. When I was also had the Saturn Square, I was very unhappy. I said, what is going on? But it wasn't a job because I had a great career, mm-hmm. loved what I was doing. I was successful, tenured. I mean, it was, I knew it wasn't that. I said, what is it? So I just said, and I looked, I said, what do I like to see? What is this? And I really worked at this. And I said, it couldn't be the job. And I said, what was it? And I looked around, when, I said, what I'd like to do? And then I studied my horoscope and I did this. I said, I want to do art. And I never even thought about it in a million years. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I said, I'm going to, I said, I don't care. I'm going to try it anyhow and see what happens. Well, I did it. I stumbled, you know, the beginning, you know, I did the wrong, you know, when you do that, and I was the bottom of the class and all this. Look at my paintings. 
See what I mean? Because the motivation, I got into something there that was brewing. Now, other people at the same time do the same thing. I have had other relatives who've done it in a very positive way. Some took up running. Some went, um, you know, took up art. Some And others did negative. They'll go and they'll divorce or they'll get a motorcycle, you know, and do a bunch of adolescent horse shit. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a change. It's a midlife crisis. Type it's a midlife crisis, but for you, it's going to be a double whammy. Woo! Because you're going to have the midlife crisis and you're going to have Taurus. Your, your progressive is going to go into Taurus. So, therefore, you want to prepare for may, maybe a whole new career or something or a different emphasis. Now, Taurus is solid, security, money finance, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you may really want to think now about what I would do is study things that have to do with Taurus and things that you may be interested in um, that you may want to study later on, you know, or do later on in your 45. You may, when you're there, may want to become a stockbroker or do finances or something of that sort. It could be a lot of things. Taurus is different, you know, it's ruled by Venus. It's very, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to be, but I can tell you that with the Pluto there, you definitely want some kind of career that's significant that you stand out. And you may want to be planning for that now. A complete change in career. Could be. Into something I didn't, more yes, lucrative. yes, I mean, it, absolutely. Because when that Taurus, I'll give you an example. My woman friend, she, um, I told her, I said, when you have, she was in uh, Aries. Mm -hmm. And she was doing all these independent things and this and that. And I said, when it goes, you're going to change. And she just looked at me and what happened to her? She got into the stock market. Of course, COVID came about the time COVID. Mm -hmm. We worked together. We made a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And she's really good at it. I mean, well, she has a master's degree from, from Oxford, you know, in the business. So she's smart. But she really didn't, wasn't that interested. And suddenly something clicked in and she got into the mm-hmm. attitude of it. She had the background for it and she's doing it well now. So you can see that, that um, it will make a difference. But when you have both of those at the same time, you're going to have, you're going to have, a change in um, your internal um, dynamics or what you think about or what you want to do. You'll find some dissatisfaction, not because you're just, because it was not satisfying, because it was not a success, but because something else is coming up to expand your personality, to make you grow bigger, to do something that's always been not realized in you, you mm-hmm. see. That's terrifying. The, terrifying. No, it's not terrifying. But, uh, now, I have a question. Uh, as a as a neophyte on uh-huh. this, on this top on on this uh, field, is there are there is there a version of the of events where these cycles are fast forwarded for certain people? Like like say for example, yes. I had a midlife crisis already two, a year ago or two years ago. Yes. Okay. In other words, you can have a crisis at basically crisis at any time. There's no. Thing. It's true, I, but I can I could probably find an astrological here, but I didn't study for that mm-hmm. on this. I'm course. just curious if perhaps this yes. already happened. No, there's always some kind of thing. Well, it could be. I mean, there there's no 
great thing. It, it's it's difficult to say. I'm just doing it from an astrological point mm-hmm. of view. Yeah. But a, a person can have it. They can get married, and they can have there. There are a lot of Jungian psychologists, which I, you know, am or basically, is that James Hollis is a famous guy. He's um, 81. He's one of the famous ones in the United States. And he claims, you know, he was a university professor, really successful at everything. That became dissatisfied in his big crisis in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Gave up this, you know, very successful career. So it happened to them. How it does, I can't tell. But you can have a crisis, a major change at any time, depending on what it is. But I don't, and it could be for you. But this is a different. This is, uh, I'm just doing astrological. Right. This is just pure. This is this is like one way. So another. Is but I'm just talking themes that are coming. Yeah. Another theme that comes from here that I definitely see in you. You def, that is a theme of you finding a discipline for self knowledge. Now you really need that because I see all over here this great this son in the second house and this and money and worthy and who I am and values and sensitivities and transformation and sensitivities is that you need a discipline. I wouldn't say you need, but it would behoove you and how, which one it is. There's many kinds for self-knowledge, but it has to be done directly. This is the first step. Astrology, it'll help. But then that's only just information. Then there's a religious discipline, and then there's the meditation, and then there's dreaming. You can do dreams, and then you can do journals, you know. There are lots of disciplines to gain self-knowledge over a period of time, but I mean really get into it, where you really, when you come and you uh, look at yourself, and you bite the bullet. And that's not just information. The astrology, you'll read this, and you'll get some information, and it'll be interesting, and you'll, you know, a lot of it you'll agree with. Probably generally when I give these, about 80% people agree with, you know. Mm-hmm. It describes you pretty well, about 80%. But then it doesn't really tell you what you have to do, you know, in, in a practical way. Right. You know? right. But it gives you a background to it. But to unless you study this in great depth, which right. you can do. I say to people, okay, what you do is go get a books on it and go on the Internet and just kind of... Do it every week or something. You'll get some idea what's going on. That'll give you something. Mm-hmm. But then a discipline that gets to the heart, it generally has to be into relationships. Some people, I meet a lot of, um, I'm meeting a normal, I mean, surprising amount of, uh, I call them they're young adults, they're in their 20s, and they're listening to this Jungian life. They're listening to Jungian podcasts, gives mm-hmm. them information. And they also go to therapy and union therapy. They do, um, which is a very good thing to do if you can do that. You get information about yourself that makes a significant difference of who you are. Now, what happens when you find out who you are and you really get into you get into the depth of who you do, then the energy is released and then you can gain... And, and then you can become, as we say in astrology, your horoscope. You, this is a blueprint of who you are. Then you be, you be, become that, you know. So, so the running theme so far is that I'm deeply insecure, uh, but yeah. also deeply sensitive. Yes. Which is, I guess it goes hand in hand. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, 
I, I suppose I, I'm also I'm, I, but I, I'm a, so I wouldn't think I'm deeply insecure if I weren't also deeply sensitive because then I can sense my insecurities probably better yeah. than most people are yeah, well, there. You could say that. So I can I can find but all I kinds didn't, of. I didn't say deeply insecure. I said no. insecure. Right now, it's not insecure in the sense of. Um, in a negative sense that you can't navigate in the world. Mm-hmm. It's insecurity in the sense of that you want to, be, you, you, you have a need to become more deeply in tune of who you really are. Mm-hmm. Well, that part, of course, that is true. That's not the same thing. Right. Now, this is, this is a desire that, I've, uh, that has dogged me, I think, for as long as I can remember. Uh, actually, it, it has dogged me since I decided to give up my childhood passion of being a, of commerce. I had a sports car at a dealership when I was in middle school and for three years, 12 to 15. And then when I got bit by the literature bug and the art bug and the, and mm. the philosophy bug and the pol- pol- polemical yeah. bug and everything, I decided very consciously that I wanted to pursue a, a, a diff- I wanted to leave the, the mm. part that you said is coming for me at age 45, mm-hmm. that I would sever that part of me off Mm-hmm. That 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 was a part of me that that did not that seemed to have a ceiling, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go for the part that seemed to have no the inf, no ceiling, infinite ceiling. That's what what uh, what it was. You wanted to find out who you are. That's really what it was. Okay. Because if you have a if you're in business, you're not following who you are. You're following the the numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's right. Right. It is. That's that's another that's certainly so. Accurate. So that's the whole point. And uh, this is not un, this is not unusual for that. So you've been, and all of this, what I see is that you're, this is the whole point. But you can do, but you can do this if you have a discipline to do that, or you go out and you explore this. You can do it on Saturdays. You don't have to do it all the time, you know. Right. It's something that you, you, you know, you explore something that resonates with you. For me, it was journal writing and alchemy and and um, a, a spiritual group that worked for me, and my Catholic Gnosticism that worked for me, and studying Jung, and and all of this in great depth, which I still do mm-hmm. today in great depth, and not and avoiding the media as much as possible. Now, before you took up the before you made this change, what was your uh, I guess what was the gap that these studies filled for you? Uh, before you took well them what happened is that it you know it, it, it was a process see you have to look at the terms of the age right. so from about 19 on I decided two things it was very I wanted to become a psychologist and I wanted to travel now that was not so easy to do because I had to go through college right. you know and I experimented like everybody else and I had to find out my faults what I could do or not you know I mean like everybody else I failed you know did you I have a disappointment that, that of course you have disappointment no I know I mean specifically what, what did you have a something you wish you could have because this is something that always dogs me too mm-hmm. which is this on the one hand I know that the power of the power of uh, positive thinking one mm-hmm. might say where one can you, you can trick you can you can train yourself to do the things that you don't seem to be good at doing mm-hmm. and on the other hand there are obviously you, there are obvious limits out there so there this this mm-hmm. war between limits but pretending they don't exist mm-hmm. is one that is a tricky one for me to navigate mm-hmm. and so was there one where you ran up against a limit that you felt well you know as much as I want to do this this is not 
something I can do or should. Exactly, because I couldn't, I didn't have the ability or the interest to do it. Right. Now I can go into the eye to think about it because it's a long time ago. Right. I, I of course, curious. in other words, what happens because when you're younger, when you're in your 20s and you're trying to do something, you want something, you're going to find things that you do well. You're still learning about yourself. Yeah. You have that Saturn thing. So, of course, and, it, and I, you know, I had some very hard, and not only things that just happen in general, but also the learning aspect took um, some hard knocks. They were very embarrassing and so on. And I don't think that's particularly unusual. I, um, you know, mine were mine, and some people have, don't have as many of different times are very different. It's, it's, it's complicated. It depends on the individual. You know, some people, they'll have their learning experiences in a wholly different realm. You know, they might get married or something, or they may have a job. I'll give you an example of my, my colleague. I was a psychologist. For, for, we had great fun. God, we, you know, survived together. He, um, I think, see, he went, I think he graduated from college, and then he got, he was very smart, very good thing, and I, and he, um, very ambitious. He was hired to be by GM on their executive branch to be hired as an executive. Mm-hmm. And he did it for two years and he, and he just couldn't take it. He said it was just, they basically wanted his soul, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just 24 hours and constant this and that. And, then, and to have that is a very, um, you know, elite job to be hired by GM to um, on their executive track. Yeah. But they worked, so he quit. And then that was his crisis. Then he became a psychologist and we worked together and then he went to the, he went in the Marines and all of this, completely different from my approach. Right. So we have that. So that was his, you know, very different. Mine was completely different. So I can't, but really you find in those 20s that you're learning about yourself and you're going to fall flat in your face sooner or later, find something you think you want to do, but you doesn't really suit your soul. Your 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 dynamic what the self wants you to grow to. In other words, it violates your sense of self. Yeah. And that and that's not uncommon in the twenties in many ways. Especially for men who are trying to, who whose aim is really to get a mark on the world, to find a position, to became to become economically and emotionally independent. So, and you, and it's hard to, and you, you're finding your talents, your abilities, and so on, and and you generally get knocked around in some capacity, you know. Yes. Not all do, but most do. Yes, and I, I included. And um, you include. You're just like most. So most men. my question. Okay, I want to ask you since I have yes. you a few like specific. Try to bring some specific mm-hmm. examples up to test these, or to you know run them against your observations in the horoscope. Well, for example, this podcast is something that is that is sprout, sprout, sprouted a year ago, okay. and and it's one in which I. I didn't really know what I was going to do when I started it, except that I wanted to do it, um, and and I wanted to, you know, begin to scream into mm-hmm. a, into a microphone. Um, and since then, it's sort of taken on a pattern of its own and a, and a life of its own, and in, and it involves chiefly the activity of coming to people like yourself mm-hmm. or people I know very well, 
people I've never met, mm-hmm. people I know and only at a distance, whatever. It's been a variety, and it has been sort of on its own organically um, allowing those people to reveal themselves to themselves and to me mm-hmm. a, to a level that they don't typically do. Yes. And that has been the, I think, you know, tracking the progress of this mm-hmm. quest. That has been, that's been the track it's mm-hmm. on. And so I'm curious how that track, getting other people, because mm-hmm. one, one way of looking at it is that I'm trying to find out who I am, which mm-hmm. is true. I'm also trying to find out who other people are. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out who they are and I'm trying to also, um, I'm trying to kind of celebrate who they are. Uh, is another thing I mm-hmm. want to sell, I'm trying to maybe that's maybe that's my way of well I, my thing my is existence. I said I'm going to report is the way of you trying to find out about yourself by finding about other people because what you're saying they're there but I am not that right. so it's a way of they, they it's almost like the converse of, of the God what is that Nazi, Nazi. in other words finding God by negativity, negativity. I'm not this I'm and not that. this yeah. Yeah. so they're I've forgotten them Hindu word, the Hindu, you know, the Sanskrit, um, whatnot. But anyhow, you know what it is. So that, so that's the that's the the whole point of it. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting, but it's but again, you have this. I see here that a discipline to find that gets to your heart in some way that really tears your party could be Jungian therapy, for example. Because that would get to more depth to it. I don't think you know the they have the other adaptive things. I don't think, but I like the Jungian for people who are kind of normal like you or growing, so they get it. They can get to something that's very essential for them. That gives you that inner dynamic. That some some I'm really this and I'm not searching anymore. You know. Now what happened to me is that I went through all this in the twenties and I. You know, it was I had you know the personal problems. My father died, and all of that. So I had to spend most of my energy at that time getting my become a psychologist, getting what I wanted to do. It was very hard to do. You know, I had to go to school. I did this and that, and oh my God! I mean, you think it's easy? Ooh. So I and then I had to teach with LA City Schools because I had no money and this and that and oh my God! But fortunately, I just was so motivated that I then finally I I got it and then and then I had a wonderful career and I also had some help. I was in part time practice with um, I had a mentor and uh, who helped me. It was you know I had a lot of help along the way, which will happen when you find when you're on your right track. You will the helping hand will be there, and if it's not there, you'll get the message too, and you'll have a helping hand in some way. And I had it; I still have it today too. I so another thing I wanted to so is is the idea then that at some point my restless seeking, which I can already report, has been modified. I mm-hmm. mean, one thing, this pot, this podcast formatically may seem like it's a manic seeking, and it mm-hmm. is, but it's also a manic seeking that comes from, uh, that comes from a certain understanding that, uh, there's a certain settling that I've done. I've, 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 I know that this is a sort of thing 
that I am capable of doing mm-hmm. and well, maybe perhaps singularly capable of doing and no mm. one else is doing and that's why I'm doing it. It's mm. kind of like it's a net, it's as you say, I've looked around enough to see that nobody else is doing quite what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, but, but the seeking part, are you saying that by the age of 45, theoretically, I would, the seeking stops? And no, 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 no. Begins? It's just that there's a drive in the personality to grow, to become whole. Right. And that, but, and that there's, in the subconscious, there's um, elements that want to be expressed and want to be developed. And that when there's the opportunity, which generally comes around 45, and with and also from the pressure from a progressed son that changes kind of direction, your interests, that you'll have a change of interest in, in, in doing that. But the opportunity has to be there. And the opportunity in this society, in this country, is is there. Mm-hmm. If you were in a prison or some other place, you still might have to be very, very limited. And it can come a little earlier, you know, a little later. It doesn't mean it's going to be right on the dot, you know. Right. But, but the idea, the basic of all this that I see in your chart, in spite of everything when you read this, is that you have a very much of a need and to find out in depth in a way that um, captive, you might say, grabs your soul, encapsulates, or I'm trying to fish for the right word, that um, you might say... Galvanizes. Galvanizes, or in some way, your inner something, your soul of really who... This is really what I want to do and who I am. No question that, and nothing is going to prevent that. That happened to me when I was 19. It was, I mean, I really had it. And I never gave up, and I went through enormous challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you, I mean, they were very... But because I did that, I had the helping hand. I also lucky with it. That's always the case. If you, when you find that, that it's so dynamic, so that you're on fire, the luck will be there. And for this, for you... It even happens with evil people. Right. Hitler had the same thing, right. even the bad guys. I mean, he was evil. We know that. But, you know, he was... There were all kinds of attempts of assassinating. I did the history of it. I I mean, there must have been six different times they could have assassinated. And everything, it went wrong all the time. But, you know, even he maybe was Destiny, who was really bad. And maybe it really was good because... Let me tell you how interesting this is. Though he was assassinated, many try and they tried. At one time, I read one one of guy he was going to actually kill himself. He would blown up. He had a bomb, and Hitler was going to visit something, and he was going to blow up the bomb. He would have killed Hitler and himself. But Hitler left um, before, just immediately, you know, looking at this thing. But sorry, he was going to stay ten minutes. He did stay two minutes. So I had to go into the bathroom and take this thing off, and it was never caught. It was a, I saw it on the internet. But the point of it is, in the long run, is that the Allies basically didn't want to um, have him assassinated because he, 
made such bad decisions. Right. <laughs> you see how peculiar the helping hand can be, you know. So the fact that he remained alive actually probably helped the, the Allies' war effort because of Hitler made so many bad decisions. He was their own Pike Piper. Yes, you see. So the idea, but, but when you find that, you will find that helping hand, and you'll do that. How you do, now the key is how you do that. And this you want to go and search for. This is the beginning, astrology. It'll give you a general... Was it for you, it was psychology when you're 19? What grabbed, you were saying you were grabbed? Well, I just did it. And then, I mean, I did it, and then it happened. But that was that the thing that grabbed, when you say you were grabbed by this absolute... That, that I, well, well, I was. I just wanted to do it, and then... You know, and it just came. You know, I can't say what people are interested in. I another relative did music. He's won an, an Emmy. You know how these things happen. It's very, it's it's difficult to say. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, people have different. Some never find it at different different ages. You know, some are totally lost, and it's it's very. It's I can't give you any formula. No, no, no. I mean, I've, the the the, thing, the the reason is, I mean, I've had, I've, as I said, fifteen was one of them, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't something hyper specific. Yeah. But it was to be at fifteen to be a writer was definitely grabbed my soul yeah, and took so, me away from the commerce. Yeah. So you wanted to do that, and then then, but I made a very clear distinction because I knew that being an art and all of this is not the way to go because I wanted the financial. Security. I said, right. this is not going to work. And also, I was raised in Hollywood at this time, and even when those days, everyone knew that. Um, I mean, it from even because you were went to high school and you just couldn't help knowing we're going to Hollywood. That even at fourteen, you know that you you uh, had to have a daytime job. That no matter if you were in Hollywood or you did things, that uh, very few made money in doing it. Yeah. So you would just, and so it was built into me, oh yeah, I want to do this, but I want my, I don't want to be poor in that, I'm not going to do that. And that was, you know, high school and kids would just, was in the coinage, you know, you just knew it. And I said, no, I'm not going to, then some would do that. I've even had a psychiatrist friend, he um, he was older and he would counsel people and some would go into RNA and he would advise him, he said, you really want to do this? He mm-hmm. said, because you know how difficult it is and um, and he would advise them to basically get their daytime job, find something else to do it. Some would do it and some wouldn't. Yeah. So this was, you know, part of that. Uh, yeah. Now about mm-hmm. the wound, uh, which is the other main theme of your reading that I have this. Well, everyone has. First of all, well, of you're course. not unique. You're oh, unique. I know I'm not. I'm just a. But the wound, but the sand. that's not the point. You find that you'll read that in here. Oh no! Well, should I look at it? I, I want to no, ask. Well, about you it. have to read this by said it's very. You you've got uh, how many pages? It's oh, both God. sides. You're, this is not going to take you a one read. The dossier of this, my soul. Look at this. Is the dossier? Oh, this red, is your no, blueprint. This is the blueprint of you. It's two sides. Jeez. It's a lot to digest. Oh, you, it's going to take you weeks. Is it gonna? Is it gonna bother me to read this? I mean, I'm afraid. I, I'm so, so. I'm so introspective to a fault as it is. Well, you better. Is this gonna? <laughs> well, you're gonna have to digest it. Oh, you're gonna gosh. have to be a man about it. Is there alcohol? That's always been a trick, isn't it? You're going to have to be a man about it. So you're going to have to be a man about it, and you do it. And that's your whole point, to become, to take this, digest it, make a change, learn about yourself, bite the bullet, and really get into who you are, bad or good, 
humble or this and get mm-hmm. in the talents and do it. Well, you know, okay, but now you've seen it. So you know what I am before I do. Well, you know I more about me right now than no, I know about myself. No, I really don't because I to digest this I know it is irrelevant. Thought, it's but. not it's not interesting because I'm looking at the, the main themes that are important that you do. The rest you digest, you know. I could tell you about the Jupiter and this that, but it doesn't mean that much because it you have to do something about it. Well, I it's, no, I get that. I, I get the doing. The doing is the part part. Well, I, that's I'm, not, part. I'm not expecting answers on this. I'm, ex- this I'm not will, expecting. This will give you, uh, there will be a lot here to digest, to think about. And when you do it, if you read it and reread it and reread it and go with a little research on it and do some more on the internet, you go on the internet, you don't even have to buy a book and then explore, and then it'll change you because you'll, and you accept it, then it'll give you some insight to yourself lead intellectual, and then you can digest that. Well, let um, me ask you, since, and I know it's not, I know it's not your, you know, you're in the, uh, in the profession of getting to know someone over many, many sessions, mm-hmm. and we've only known each other for our, an hour bit, huh? or so, but nevertheless, you've read you you know you, you the, the 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 reading has occurred. You've now talked to me for however long it's mm-hmm. been. How, do you have any intuitions? You know, however, however uh, 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 speculative uh, about kind of you know where I'm at in this world and. And well, I don't know what you mean. Where you're at? Who I am? Well, you're progressing. You're you're in search of who you are. You're you're trying to find your 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 whole meaning. You know, it's like um, it's like Mark Twain said that the most two important um, events in your life is when you were born and um, why you were here and and. And why, you know, that's the whole point. So that's where we're trying to find the why. And you can find that. You, you, it's, it's a search and, and you find the sense of the meaning of who you are. It takes a lot of work to do. But that is what you want. Otherwise, you go in these, these superficial kind, you know, things. You're, you, want, you want to separate the work from who you are you know, on who you really want to do. The work is out there. It's your persona. You make the money. You do this. You enjoy You have to enjoy it. Be dynamic. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And then you have to find... But then you, you find the correlation between who you are and what you like to do. Now, because I, you know, I had to do a lot of stuff that wasn't me and this, I played the game very well. But I knew who I was. Because knowing who... And my friend, who was also... Um, you know, in, in a different category. He's, you know, he worked for the um, GM and he was the Marines. Very, very different um, orientation, but he knew who he was, so he could play the game. We, we could smell the bad vibes and the people and the problems and all of this. And we didn't worry about that. We knew they were the enemy, so to speak, or who they were, or our friends. And we played the game. But we knew who we were. We weren't that. We had a very solid identity as persons. Mm-hmm. And that made it easy to do. And that's what you want to do, that solid identity. Like you could sell your cars again, go back to cars. If you knew who you were, you would realize, oh, that's the job. 
Mm-hmm. And then here and then here's me. And you go on the job and you do that, then you go home or you know, and then you do whatever you want to do. You can separate that very much. You're not out there in confused, uh, confab- confabulated way where you're kind of blending the true, the two. You know, you you can you can have a correlation. Yes, I'm doing something that just reflects me, but I know that's the persona, the job out there. It's it doesn't mean you do what you hate. You don't do what you hate, but you make that you understand the distinction. You know between who you are. I mean, I would go for, I did it for almost 30 years. I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning, and by 5 o'clock I was meditating. I did that every day while I worked for 30 years. Because I wanted a spiritual practice, and I did that. Can you see what I mean? Then I went to work, which has nothing to do with that. But I knew why I was there. And then I came back and I would go to the gym or this and I do other things that were a lot of fun. You know. But it was a very but I liked what I was doing. I always wanted to become a psych it wasn't the kind of psychologist I wanted to be, but actually it was best for me. I and and it was a lot that really wasn't that interesting. It was a lot of it was this and that, a lot of politics. Is your friend still around? Yeah, yeah. So work is work, you know. It's not spelt F U N. Right. You, know, you you make that distinction, but again, when you really want, you want, you know, you want uh, material security, and you will want it when that Taurus, when that progressed sun goes into Taurus, you're going to be interested in material security, mm-hmm. and you might as well work on that now until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this will give you an idea. Okay. The idea, then the other, how the process. You find who you are is is something you will have to explore yourself. And I said there's many ways of self. I know some one woman I caught because she was older than me. She had a she had cancer, breast. And then she went into deep depression and went for good good reasons. And then she said I met her and she studied um, oh that tall guy I've forgotten what he went and a few other books. And she said she just was radiant. I said, my God, what's happened? She said, something happened to me. So she went into basically kind of an isolated, meditative, hermetic state and studied these things and thought about it. And then something transformed in her. She had a real metanoia, a real change, which can happen you know, in her own. I guess it was her own. I don't know whether she had any help other than that. But it was clearly, when I saw her face, I said, my God. So she had that, she had that. But she worked on it hard. She had to go through a great deal of suffering because of that. So you want to embrace suffering. You may have to read this, and you'll find things about this that you will accept that, you know, you may not like. And you just, I just, okay, that's true, that's not. But it's just, but this Also, I can be, discard some of it. Well, whatever. I mean, I, mean, you, I don't know. What, what resonates doesn't resonate. Some things are, you know, may not apply to you. says, no, I, this is not me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, it's not going to be all you. Right. It's, you just have to use your judgment, you know. It's, it's general. It's a, generally right. speaking, but it'll give you some idea. You'll say, yeah, that's right. Uh, I've had the same thing I've done on myself, and... Some things, it's about 80% generally, and some things just, no, that's not me at all. That's, uh, you know, I just... Is there some it. sort of superstition that's connected to uh, how pride... I mean, you've read it, so you know it as much as I do. It's not like 
I should not, I should, I should keep this a secret. Well, no, it's not a secret. This is you. I mean, right. why? why? Should I keep myself a secret or for any reason? Or, or well, I, I mean, am I the public's well, utility? Well, I mean, if you're, why do you show your dirty linen? Who, who's interested? Who's interested in my dirty linen? Well, that's a good And question. not only that, the people, they're interested in themselves or not. Interested that's true. In that's one thing I've noticed a lot when talking to people is that they're, they're not they're interested very, in you. Right. They're very, they're very, they're very comfortable talking about themselves. Of course they are. Of course they are. I mean, I'm myself, but I'm doing it because you wanted to know about Los Angeles. You wanted to know somebody's a little different. Of course. Yeah. I definitely I like am. it. I like it. I definitely am. Themselves. I mean, I'm not like your average person. Yeah. So in that, because the insight, because I've been a psychologist for so long, but all over the city, I know more than most. Not there are other people know a lot, too. I can't say it. Yeah. I'm not the only one, but I do. Well, the problem is that, okay. no, that everyone, I've, I mean, I've, mm. I've learned that people are very, very open about themselves and mm. they like talking about themselves. Problem is nobody ever asks them to talk about themselves, except well, for me, don't. except until I come along. Well, they don't because they're you know, closed up. But that's, you know, that's not the point. I'm well, there's also a few, there's a paucity of listeners. But this is about you well, and this true. is what you, I That's about to me, do. but maybe this is about you. Well, I mean, it's not about me so much. No, I mean the... At my age, uh, I'd really... If I told you my age, you'd be shocked. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't want to... I, I, would, I would prefer to, to retain my... Uh-huh. You can tell me if you want. I'm not. Okay. But, but here's my thing. I, I, um, Let's put it this way. If my mother passed away at 107 and a half, how old could I be? Right, you know? right. She didn't have. She was one of the oldest people in the world, certainly in California. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're in great shape. You seem to have a great uh, mastery of your home, yourself, your body. Yes, I do. Your mind. Where as best I can, I do. I work on it. Do you have a? I mean, uh, uh, we stopped at this event when I turned forty-five. Is there some other major event? Yes. Well, what'll happen? Fifty-six. There's another Saturn return, which usually changes you because then you you become awakens you to the aspect you're not going to be on earth much so you generally become more spiritual and then there's another Saturn return square and then there's the another Saturn turn at 84 roughly it doesn't right. mean that day depends on your your Saturn could be earlier could be a little later but roughly right and it's usually not suddenly it's not going to come bingo it's going to be a gradual thing you know over a couple of years generally at least two years, generally, generally, and then and then um, and 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 what happens? That generally people at fifty six or so they they usually get in tune with their immortality or their mortality right. rather, and would should at least hopefully become uh, oriented toward their spiritual reality, which today is becoming increasingly denied. Which of course results in neuroticism, drug addiction, and all kinds of negative things. You see, the society is really screwed up. Well, certainly, and uh, much more. The well, the collective is in many ways. But there, the good news is there are a lot of people. A lot, a lot. I could say a my, I say a minority, but it's a huge minority. I met them who are very aware of this and who don't fall into those traps. And I think we'll be. That's why I'm really not. Um, terribly pessimistic. I I really think we're going to be saved because there are just many people who are um, 
aware of this and are doing their best to combat it and who are uh, like you. Actually, you're doing the same thing. What you're doing is searching, challenging, questioning it. You're, you're one of them. I, I hope so. Well, you are. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you're becoming aware, you're thinking about it, you're talking about it, you're trying to find answers to this, and there's a large minority out there to do that. The problem is the collective. The problem is that is that because we're so diversified, because 500 TV shows and, right. and Twitter... Um, and don't ask how many that, podcasts there are. I mean, podcasts beyond comprehension and I'm finding good ones you know I follow the union ones ones, and then I found another good one and I said I don't and she has oh episode 146 the other one episode 203 and they're wonderful I mean these people are I mean they've got credentials from here to downtown and I and I listen to them and they're intelligent and they've got great insight and there's a hundred them. There's another 200. And it's, your house. and it's worthwhile listening to these. And then that's only mine. You can imagine there are other, other things, you know, who are just as knowledgeable in their field, too. And there's a lot of crap there, too, which I've heard, too. But there are some good. So it's, it's really complex because you, you can get lost in your own little uh, world. And not understand, and and especially if you're young, you you don't have the discrimination to know really what's worthwhile or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole problem because these guys see these kids. I mean, I see them with tattoos, for example. I've seen, give me a perfect example of the extreme or these. I've saw two lately because I've seen more. I'm sure you have too. Gorgeous girls. I mm-hmm. saw. They could be tens, model types with tattoos. All over them, more tattoos and white skin, ruining their beauty. I saw two of them recently, mm-hmm. absolute knockouts. And I said, well, I know, I mean, they have a self-image problem in this, but, I mean, they're ruining their whole... Well, they want to ruin it before anyone else can. Well, I don't know what it is. I mean, I can't go into the... I don't know their individual psychology, but I do know that is an example of going wrong in the long run, you know. I mean, it's not just a little tattoo. It's a complete defacing. It's a complete uh, self-mutilation visually, you know. Yeah. So it's it's not, that's just an example of what's going, then you have the inner confusion, the inner self-mutilation, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, that's I, I could go on to this forever. Well, but, I, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to meet me. I mean, if you, so you're, Podcasts, if you can go through this, is hours. You're going to edit all of this. I'll edit, I'll, I don't edit, edit too much. I'll edit the empty parts. But who's going to listen to all of well, this? Well, there are people. Who, you'll be you'll be surprised. There are actually people who are curious about this world, and that they're actually been even listening to something as crazy as what I've been doing. And this is far from the craziest. But how long do these last? Oh, sometimes they go up to... I've had four-hour episodes sometimes. And people will listen to four hours? This is short. This is an hour, 35 minutes. This is... People will listen to four... People have listened to five hours. Now, the average is around three hours, two and a half, two to three hours. It's not like when I go to Jungian. Yeah. And there's somebody who's... Well, I've studied here and I have a PhD and I'm on the... um, uh, the committee for the UN for urban development. I mean, these people are internationally 
famous. I have been a professor at Harvard, and then I'm a professor at the Yeah, Harvard yeah, 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 but that's all information. Yeah, but, but they some are... some people are after something more than information. But they are important. I mean, these are really... Yeah, I know, but as you say, the credentials that pave the, that pave, uh, the San Fernando Valley to downtown... The information from the people who've been to Harvard, it's all, there's a ton of information out there. Yes. There's a glut of information out there. Too much. Too much information. Too much. But what I'm offering is not information. You're offering what? I'm offering, I'm offering glimpses of the spirit, and I'm offering glimpses of the soul. And what's really being picked up from this or any other episode are, are, the, is, are the characters and the quest we're on in it. And that is not something that I think we're even aware of right now. I don't know what it is. What I do is I listen back to this conversation and I make it, I come up with a monologue, an introduction that kind of frames what happened here. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that is necessarily the, well, what, what we I think, think it is. Well, what you do is give it more of a personal, it's personal. It's very personal. And not only it's personal, it's individual and it's real. It's not, it's not um, um, distilled as uh a therapist would say, "Well, I had this patient, and I'm, you know, yeah. you're, you're like you're in the. Th- this is not therapy, but you're no, there. You're there. It's a, it's a cinematic. It's a fly on the wall, very yeah. cinematic experience, minus the images. But yeah. that's yeah. why I do it on this and not with very, you know, microphones that sound like you're in yeah. the studio. So that would be that would be um, interesting to uh, some people under the. Again, again, what I see too is that there's a great deal of variability in different audiences for for a different thing yeah. which is good and bad because um, we only have so much time and what we what is valuable you know when you're younger and when you don't have an education you don't know what's really valuable will turn off and the problem is with a lot of the younger people is that they, the I was with the, what was the statistic? I think it was six or seven hours a day on digital media. Uh, yeah. The other oh, people spend, yeah, it's, and it's, they they don't know what's viable for them, and so on. And that also prevents you becoming who yourself, because if you've got to be out acting, you've got to be in the, in you know, you have to be out physically and mentally um, active. Our whole biology and evolution. Yeah. developed on that and that's the difference that I can see today you know I see the young people they're just they live in these little boxes and they lack social skills and it's affect their their actual their brain structure we found out there's a study on that recently I heard about and there's a problem with it there's a there's there's been a narrowness a narrow an, what's the word the verb of it um a narrowing of experience. So there's a ton of experience out there available digitally, and but it's very narrow, each of these experiences, and it's very, very uh, funneled, and there is a lack of, 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 of breadth to the way that people encounter the world, I think, and a, la- and a lack of flesh. Well, it is. The big difference I find among younger people and is that the lack of curiosity... You know, the yeah. lack, oh, I'm going to go, when I was growing everyone, we were curious, oh, I'm going to do this, you you say something, well, I'm going to, yeah. it's not there. Well, it's because it's, yeah, and the reason is technological, I think, in a large part, because you have, because everything is coming at you very fast. Well, that's You don't true. have to seek anything anymore. The seeking that well, I'm doing 
is not necessary anymore because you're going to have programming, literal programming mm. that targets who you, you know, your, your most obvious interests based on your age and, you know, whoever, whatever you are. You're going to have a ton of programming piped right into your head from the minute you can touch an iPad. And so the kind of thing we had, you had to do or I had to do, even I had to do because I'm 37. So I was I'm semi pre-internet, definitely pre-social media in terms of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And so having to find your father's Playboy magazines was still in my experience, mm-hmm. you know, was still within having to, you know, Hugh Hefner is still a character for me, yes. uh, 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 at least for a little bit. And that is enough to, to get that curiosity blood in your veins, which I've done. I've, I've very, very strongly tried to preserve mm-hmm. um, because I can also just sit back and just watch whatever I want to watch, mm-hmm. you know, play video games. But I don't want to do that because I want to be able to keep going out into deep into the valley to houses such as this mm-hmm. and to see paintings such as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it'll be fly fishing. Sometimes it's going to be deep sea. There's all yeah, kinds of, there's yeah. all kinds of things to fish for. Yeah. Right. But uh, so I'm trying to maintain that fisherman thing, which I have with my father who might be at the source of some of that wound you've been talking about. But there are people who are interested in whatever happened right it's here. It's interesting. Well, it's interesting. Regardless of the information. And, and I just amazed that I've seen it on the internet. I mean, I've seen it on YouTube. I've, when I was doing my research for my books, I follow a lot of things, and there were there were uh, well the pickup artist stuff because I was doing on men, and I was doing one on another book I wrote was but I didn't publish, probably won't calls the um, a young man's guide to demystifying the twenty first century female. Oh, you should publish it. Everyone needs that. There's well, the, the fright. Right now, among young men, uh, uh, regarding well, young women. Well, I could do that, but it has to be written. You know, it's maybe it's a pseudonym. Maybe it can be a pseudonym. Well, to do it, it's expensive, and that's you have true. to promote the problem. I could do it. Well, you know, to get a book out, yeah, that's a, decent. Cost about twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, if you're going to do it seriously. Well, you've got to have it rewritten because I wrote it, but then it's got to be written by a professional. Mm-hmm. Then you have this and that, and this and that. Then the problem it has to be promoted, mm-hmm. and to do and this and that's not even having a publisher, you know. So you um, and you really don't make that much money. And then I I don't have the energy to do that. To do that is an enormous thing. But but you have this you have the secrets for yourself, and you seem to employ. Well, them. I I can't understand how women come to me. I do not lift my finger. I'll give you an example. I think it's the way I do it. I'll give you a couple examples. Give me. This is really true. I'm telling you because it's unusual and and it's really true. I would say on the average, before COVID and even now, when I go out to the store or or Whole Foods or walk in the street, I've even had walk in the street, I will have some woman come up to me and I'm going to tell you some details. And say, oh, I like the way you dress. You have style. Um, you're good looking. And the, and I look at them, and they're in their twenties, thirties, even some gorgeous black women, the whole thing. And I look at them. Now I do dress well. You don't see them, but that, but that's all. I mean, I don't dress, but I do. I'll wear a coat and I have my hats. I always wear a hat. Let me tell you what happened. I'm going to give you twice. This happened at Trader Joe's about a year ago. I couldn't believe it. I was in Trader Joe's with jeans. I had 
boots on to some of my beret, I had a beret, and I was just going around Trader Joe's. I was not, and this girl, she was very, she kind of looked, she was looking at me, and she had got a sense she wanted to talk to me, but I didn't pay any attention. I said, I'm, I'm around here. Then finally she stopped right in front of me. I had to stop. And then she started talking to me, and blah, blah, who are you, and blah, 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 and went on. Who are you? When she was, oh, well, I'm 27, she said. I didn't tell her my age. And she said, what do you do? I said, well, I'm an actress. I said, oh, my God. She was just, she says, you look this, and I, I don't know, you look like you're successful. I don't know what she said. Anyhow, the whole thing. Gave her my card, the whole business. That was one. I was in Whole Food the other day. This was last week, two weeks ago. Uh -huh. I was walking around just shopping. And a girl, she was pregnant. She mm. was married. I think her husband was with her. It was just very nice. Just come. You know, I like your style. You have style. I was there at Whole Foods again in Burbank. A black, gorgeous black woman, probably in her 30s, came and says, you know, you, you're very good looking. You, you have nice style. There's a running theme here. Isn't but what I do, I just dress in a hat. I have a hat. I wear mm. hats. I always wear hats. You haven't seen me. And um, I do that, but I and and I dress well. I don't dress extravagant, but I like you know I dress well. I don't dress like a homeless, mm -hmm. you know. And that and I do have and that's all. But I get it. I even had it the other day. I went to <laughs> there to buy tomatoes in this thing, and I had my hat on one of my hats. And a woman, she was older, you know, probably in her sixties. She says, "Oh, I like your hat." Yeah. I would get I get a compliment at least once a week the way I dress at yeah. least once a week. Now, the, but the 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 your impl the implication here is that if you wanted, you could convert these compliments into something more. Well, I could get I mean, it's very easy to do, you know, but it takes a lot of effort to oh. to get a woman. Girls be crazy. Is a lot of you you know, you have to Especially the modern woman, you've got to go and you've got to go after them. You have to do this. You have to do that, and then you have to really want you, and you know you have to really go at it. And the problem is, is that when you get them, which I've had, then you have to get rid of them. Oh, that's right. The, and getting rid of them is worse than getting them. Right. And, you should write a book about getting rid. And of them. they're jealous. I mean, even the woman I've got who's independent, she makes. She's very. Yeah, she has a job now of $100 an hour. Okay, not bad. Not bad she's, at all. She's gorgeous. She's very, you saw her. Yeah. That, but that's not. I saw good. her suffering the inside. Well, she's them. suffering. That yeah. when I wanted that. That yeah. was. You need to kind of. I got the soul of that. Yeah. I, I see, I didn't paint her image, I painted her soul. You know, like, well, you have to see a woman suffering to know how beautiful she really so, is. So, mm -hmm. she's, so, so what happens is that. I mean, how ridiculous. So she's very distant. I go all of this, and she's this, and distance, and independent. By accident, I was with her something, and I, she was talking to somebody, business situation, so I was at this bar thing, and sitting down to this woman next, she was at the bar, just the only one, just chatting, you know, and chatting with somebody. And uh, nothing, you know, didn't. And then she became jealous of me. You could see it. She didn't say it. But I could see the way she acted. Mm -hmm. She became jealous. We're human. Yeah, but she, you see, these women are, uh, you can get them, yeah. but try to get rid of them. 
Well, jealousy is a topic unto itself. I, I've been uh, so kind of, I've been protected from it for so long, given my uh, peculiarly monastic existence, and yet when it does pop up, and even within me, it's a, it's such a it's such well, a beast. It's like well, I'm dealing with a Greek if beast. If the woman wants you, or you want the woman, it's a big problem because yeah. desire fucks things up. But I Sorry, could I get didn't. I could get these women, but they like me because. I have a lot to offer, and they don't really interested in my age, and they need a man who's a man who can control them. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Right. I could care less. I know who they are, and I can manipulate them in different... I don't manipulate them. I just am strong. Right. You can just uh, and, direct and, them. And, and, and I'm artistic, direct. and I know how to live. And Creative have, director. And I have money, and it goes on and on and mm-hmm. on, and I'm very vital. So they don't find that often, but then you can't get rid of them. I mean, I could get the that girl, the 20, I, I could have followed up and get your number called and do the game, I know what to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, would it last? No, because she was, the distance was too long, was much too, much of an age gap. But she would have an affair with me. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to get rid of them. Yeah. And you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm not interested. You know, I have this one right here. I had, she was 40 years younger. She was in Slovenia. She, I went to her house. She wanted me to fuck her in her own house. house. I mean, it just went on and, and on. And she was married or single? No, she's single. 25, I was 60. Wow. Oh. Can you imagine that? I get them all the time. Well, they like experience. And so I get them, but. They want that Sartorus. That <laughs> but it's just too much. Saturn. But then also the foreign guy. I, I have no problem getting one. But I don't. I, but it, you're, it's also trouble. Yeah, no, I know. May I be as virile and uh, uh, dynamic and successful, uh, sexually successful as you at your age, whatever it is? Because that's that's quite inspiring. You know, one thing I've always kind of, I've, I always feel that, that, uh, when people are when people young people renounce their eroticism for moral reasons or whatever, it always seems a little bit short sighted to me because Well the problem is if you look at just go to the cafes and I look at the men and the women, they are they're repulsive. Yeah. The guys look are they dress in ways that are like homeless. They're yeah. overweight. They're, they're trying to look like shaggy dogs. They're phys- like shaggy dogs. They're physically repulsive. The, a lot of the women are the same way. Not all. They're a little bit better. But it's, it's just, there's no sense of, um, of elegance or um, sexuality. Not, sexuality is not the same as sex. Right. I am very aware of sexuality, of eroticism, and and in that way. But I'm certainly not, I mean, I'm not interested in being Hugh Hefner and all that. Or right. I mean, I've been through that, right? I've been young, you know, once. Yeah. And it's not, it's it's oversold. But I do like eroticism. I do like sensuality. I do like the game very much. It's I entertaining. Like, I like women, well, it's also fun. I it's like fun. flirting. I like women who, who uh, dress well. I like men who act like men and who can flirt and be sexual. It's, it's fun. It's part of the better parts of life. But it's completely lost today. Yeah. You go there, there's no sense of that. 
Well, no, because there's so much. They're so uh, they're so uh, alienated from their own selves, and also yeah, and even each the bodies other. and the, the bodies, bodies. And what I've seen, the, the bodies are quite remember, a sight. Seventy percent of Americans are overweight. Yeah, I mean, and they and here it's even less, and they look a mess here, which is definite. In the Hollywood area where I, in my studio city, they're mm. far better than the most. But you go outside. No, you go into the re- farther reaches of the... And you oh, get, yeah. my God. Yeah. You know, it's just terrible. I mean, they're just, uh, you know, it's just you know, a fat city. You no, know? yeah, it's cattle. So, um, the, so, so you have a real alienation, not only from the body, from sexual, from all the things. To and this affects but there's the also entire life. Yeah, but there's also a fear, as you know, from all the, as you've, I'm sure, perceived from all the uh, sex, gender war stuff of the last 10 years and counting longer. But uh, there's a huge amount of fear between the sexes, especially among young people. They're very afraid of each other. They're very afraid of really? doing the wrong thing. They're very afraid. Hmm. Men are afraid, especially. Well, they are, because that's why I wrote my book. Right. Because what they, the women are intimidated. When I was, even when I was going before, men really had the superiority. There was a role. The men had the security, you know. Yeah. This wasn't so long ago, remember. We're not talking 1830. We're talking, you know, 1970. <laughs> I mean, uh, this yeah. is not... You know the end of the world, and there was that there was that sense their roles were there, the security was just there. But today, because women, of feminism, which has been, uh, and the hate that is engendered in the universities too. You know they have these feminist studies, and these women are there engender this hate. This I'm a victim. You mm-hmm. know, even my woman friend who's all of us, she's got that victim stuff. You know. I'm a victim and men do this and that. She's not so bad. She's much more intelligent and light, but you can see it coming out, you know. And she aware of what feminism's done to her, and she admits it, too. And at least she's out of that. A lot of women are getting that. But the fact is that it's still there. I heard it yesterday. I was walking down the Roma, and this woman, she's probably middle-aged, look at 50 or so, and she was saying something about men, but their main was like, oh, man, you know, was the idea of their tone of voice was derogatory. Yeah. And she was saying about men, I don't know what it was, about talking to some guy. And you could see that right away, that she had that right there. So what happens, the, the women today are, um, they're, they're conditioned, if not directly, indirectly by this, this stuff. And they also they're independent. I mean, they're they're given all of the advantages, um, and yet they're told they're victimized by the pecuniary. When they have more advantages than men, they're in better shape. Yeah. They've got their own groups, and uh, men are make more money. More, make more money. They're completely they're they're um, given opportunities in business. Oh, they've got to be on the boards and all of this, even though they're incompetent for it. All of this, oh, we don't make as much money when the, when they've known for over 20 years, 30 years, by the United States government, um, statistics, uh, what do they call the CD, what are they, the C- Economic Bureau, yeah. or what it is. Whatever it's called. And I heard it from somebody that when you, when you um, correct for the variables, you know, the time and yep. they're out of this or this, the difference in pay is none. There's right. no difference 
but you have to correct you have the to, variable because yeah. when men work longer, they have they'll go work overtime. All of this stuff, but they take on oh they make less and all. Hey, you know, and my even my woman friends the same thing. Oh they make man well they probably do in some areas I wouldn't say, but generally speaking, it's not the case. You also die way earlier. Who we, men? Men die yeah, way yeah, earlier because they don't take care of themselves. I think and it's they, just to get out of the game quicker, you know. I, well, no, it's just driven actually, to an early grave well, by the no, sheer terror. No, it's not that they don't take no. care of themselves. They didn't go to the doctors, the men. And even, I can tell you how bad it is, I saw this the other day in the Wall Street Journal. I was rather surprised. The percentage of men dying from COVID versus uh, women in the city, and I read this twice, I could, in the... It was 50% generally mm-hmm. more men died than women from COVID. Mm-hmm. But in the urban areas, it was 78%. I said, what? That's what I read. I just read it. I can't justify it. Mm-hmm. But the general statistic was 50%. And they said, well, more men have diabetes, overweight, this, that kind of thing. Well, it could be they, they see, but men don't take care of themselves much, you know, as much. Mm-hmm. Women go to the doctors more. They do. The, I go to the doctors all the time. I'm just there all the time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't. I hate I, the doctor. But I do that. So I take care of myself, and that's the difference. Yeah. The women do it. I, I have my women friends. When I do, they talk to the. I talk to about doctors, and they tell me what to do, and I do that. I do it all the time. I've been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. You know. And, but well, either way, your point is you're a you you've. You have a lot to teach. You, you're, you've, 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 you've survived the game. The, well, I, the game. not only that, not only have survived the game, I beat the system. You beat the system. And you know how to do it, and you have a secret. I know how to do it. But nobody will listen to it. Right. I mean, it would have to be, it would have to be, um, the way you beat it, I can tell you. Tell me, tell you me. Find your, you, find, you have to find out who you really are, number one. And you have to make that separation between them and you. And how you do that is you you work on it, and you don't, and you avoid the media as much as possible, because that is going to decondition you. It's going to damn. It's going to rot your brain, and it's going to take away your motivation. It's going to uh, sniff it out, or it's going to stifle it. It's going to it's going to um, drain it from uh, really what you want to do and then you've got to as i said i wrote when i was 25 in the 60s a book which i never published about the damage watching television was doing and and the same and it's a hundred times worse today because of the media and if you want to do it i would not i would only use the media for uh infra, for research that mm-hmm. you have to do and of course, you can go to a good movie or something. I'm not against that, you know. Right. But not that's it. Period. Yeah. You know. And so men need to figure and out who they are. Yes, and you and need enforce a, the difference. And you need a father. You need a male who will do that. And there are very few males you can emulate today. I put that in my book. Whom do you have today? You have you have sports figures or drug addicts. Very few are emulated. And they're besides out, and they're not intellectual models. They're just very proficient in their field, and they're very good at it. Baseball players and and, and basketball players. I mean, they're 
Some are really neat people. I'm not against that. But they're not really a model. They're not a complete them. model. They're not a complete For most model. people. They're successful and they're feeling very good at it. And some are, you know, fun to be with. I'm not, you know, I, that's a different thing. Or, 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 or these rap artists or shit like that. No, you need somebody who's really solid, who you can identify, who's not a star. You can't be a star. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's not being a rock star or or a famous athlete is not something most people can really identify with. You can admire, but it's not that. It's the process of getting there, and that and you need and you 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 want a model. The best models always been uh, males that you could follow. When I was growing up, there were plenty of males. It was World War Two. These guys came when I was there. A lot of most of the men, the majority had been through World War through the army, and they were real men. They saw what was there. They were serious. You could intimidate them. You couldn't do it. I mean, they they had been in war, yeah. you know. I'm, and um, they were serious, and they were real men. They had grown up. Uh, I can give you stories that will tell you about it. That today, you know, the guys would they they the guys are girls today. I mean, what what we got away with and did was actually legal, but they just couldn't intimidate. Yeah. They couldn't intimidate me even. I mean, I sued the system and all of this, you know. And they and 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 that was the difference. They were there was lots of models around, you know. I mean, everywhere you bumped, you couldn't help them. Today, they're all girls. I mean, they're oh, I can't do this. I'm confused, and oh, I work for Disney, and then just blah blah blah. And you have weak people, and that's why even today, you know, they're. Talking about wavering with Ukraine and all that, a bunch of weak one, old brute and the you know, evil guy, they just persist, you know. I mean, it's just a stupid. Well, now, in this, just that to wrap it up, uh-huh. do you, what's the, what do you think is a move that you know, all these people now are so, are so, um, all, all guys now are so kind of cooked into the system? And they all have these jobs that they're scared of losing if they have jobs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them don't, but whatever. If they have jobs, they're scared of losing them. If they have wives, they're scared of losing them. If they have girlfriends, they're scared of losing the three times a year they have sex. What? <laughs> three times a year. If, if they're lucky. What, what do you mean and three times Three a times a year, maybe. Most of these se- most, most relationships I know of, if there's sex involved, there's a Chanel purse that has to follow it. There's, it's, a, it's such a big deal just to get really? it. Really? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's, really, it's worse than you probably are even aware. I like to know because I, I knew it was bad, but I didn't oh, know it was that oh, bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. I may be exaggerating, but not by much. It's, a, it's, a, it's bad. And these are in your age group? My age group, oh yeah. It's, it's, well, that's news because yeah. I knew something about it. I didn't know it was that it's horrible um and and so i'm just you know there's a bit of a but there's a bit of a big giant question mark because i can advise i'm i am a it's easy for me to talk because i'm sort of on the periphery but but the question is kind of what is this how can they take control of their uh manhood back in this well i i have the you have 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 an approach in my book and uh which was kind of simply written and it's and it's a program where you make up your mind and you work on all the aspects at once, bit by bit. Very easy to do from from finding your father, what you you know, studying yourself, to f- 
physical activity to make sure you're physically fit, to um, planning financially, to um, finding what is um, you um, want to do, to understanding the modern female and yourself in relation to, to understanding that um, you've been um, conditioned by society to be a girl, that you that that masculinity has been defined by women today, by that, that the the attitude in the institutions, including education, is fundamentally against men. They want to make them good girls, you know, yeah. instead of men. They don't understand men, and there's books, and it goes on and on and on. And definitely they shouldn't embrace the role of being a good girl. And right? then, and then, then all of this, and, and, the, and the perverted idea of the, all this rape culture, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, you know, and whatever that means, I mean, if it's really real, so, you know, and what's happened with that, um, you know, the, I'll give you an example of what happened. That What was that, um, the Supreme, uh, what was it, Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh, yeah. Well, the, what about the woman who did that went to this school in, I don't know, Stanford around there, Northern California, which were dominated by these feminists yeah. who were doing that. So what happened, they got into this jihad kind of campaign against men, you know, and formulated this, you know, yeah. something and exaggerated beyond any normality. For you know, and then of course, you know what happened, there was no substantial to this thing. And of course it creates a great deal of anxiety. Fortunately it didn't it, it didn't work. And then when she came back I saw they had banners these women bands, oh, you were a big hero or something, this sort of doing this kind of horseshit. This is the kind of stuff. But yeah. women, And that's going to be the but, most but important. But women don't, but see, men don't confront them. I do. I've had, I'll give you an example of what I did. This happened in my profession. This happened 30 years ago, probably. We were going, we would go out to lunch after a meeting. We have a meeting, yeah. some thing. So we were at lunch sometime, I don't know, some Beck's restaurant. There were maybe, eight of us, psychologists, you know. And this one woman next to me, I don't know what she did, she said something. She was pretty snooty, the whole thing. And I look, I says, I don't like you. And I heard she didn't sleep well for two weeks. <laughs> I put I put her, I mean, I just didn't, I said, I don't like you. Don't talk to me that way. I said, just right in front of everybody else. <laughs> and nope, everybody was quiet. Quiet, I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I told her to, and I tell, I, and if they do that, um, it, it was just like Winston Churchill, there was a famous saying about him, there was um, some woman sitting next to her, and I think um, she's, he, she said, oh, with some remark that, um, oh, um, I don't know, with some nasty, I forgot exactly what she said to him, she says, um, you know, you said something, or I don't, you know, with offensive. And she said, well, maybe offensive, but at least it was only temporary, but you're ugly, which will last, or something of that right, sort. He said to me, you know, the idea that they don't take this kind of horseshit. You know? Yeah. But men do. They just say, oh, nah, nah, nah. I, I said, do that. Well, they'll accuse you. You can accuse me of anything. I said, just do it. But I'll, you know, like, like this idea, this rape thing. Let me see. See, here's against men. Women, if you understand the women in terms of sexuality, because I, you know, it's normal if you've had enough experience with them 
in one way or the other, they will often regret having sex with you, you know, because it's guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll do that. They'll they'll come along. They'll get hot up. There'll be a good time in this business, and then the next morning, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I'm you know because I'm not a person. I'm a good girl. You mm-hmm. know, and all this, especially in college. You know, they've got this. They're they're confused. Yeah, they don't know who they are. And at that age, you really don't. So then they change, oh, well, he, right, he did that, and they can convolute. Of course, the administration, these little, you know, Nazi, these warped kangaroo courts, immediately accuse the guy. Of course, the guys take it, but of course, if you immediately say, I'm going to take you to civil court for defamation of reputation, and you defend that, then there's a big problem. But see, the guys, they don't do that. They don't know. I would do that immediately. Just like what I say, you can, I'll tell you something, but I'll sue you if you don't mm-hmm. like it. I said, I don't care. Right. I have the money, the whole thing. And I told him right to the face. And and that's that's what I'll do. And then I know some people who will beat them up. I mean, I've been in I've been in some bad situations where they really will. Mm-hmm. See, so it's just this bunch of I'm just so yeah, that bunch of wimps. The men today are wimps, they take it, they don't do it, they take it. I just can't believe it. I just I give you an approach, but I don't think there's any leadership there. Mm-hmm. I could be a leader, but I don't have the, I just don't have the uh, medium for it or the um, opportunity or the ability to do it. It takes a lot of work to do in public, and you get, you know, you get a lot of negative feedback when you do it. Too. Of course, it's not going to And I'm be. just too old for it. I mean, it's just really a, a major deal, and you need help. It's not something you can do really on your own. Today. I could if I were younger. Had it, but I just so I wrote the book about it. I understand it. I understand what to do. But then I just, I just, you know, it would have to be a movement. But there are some. I mean, there are some on the media. There's Rollo Tomasi, the Rational Male. There's the um, Big Town movement. There are movements out there on the internet that do that. Yeah. But they're they're limited in some of their approaches. I'm not quite content with what they do, but they at least have a base, they at least give you some idea of what the, what the modern woman is like today. The modern woman today is um, very problematic, and you need to um, be very careful. Uh, they're not uh, like it used to be. Not all, I mean, I can't say that, but it's definitely... Um, um, Chancy today, I'm not. Uh, I'm not impressed, you know, and um, their expectations are beyond, you know. It's what they say, and as I've heard this time and time again, and seen it, that eighty percent of the women want twenty percent of the men, you know, and that's why they're single, and they say that, and they definitely don't want to go down. I think that's why I get so much attention because I look good and. Single though I'm older and all of this, you know. And You're definitely in the twenty percent that they want. And I don't care. I mean, I don't want that, and I'm not going to. And probably the other reason I'm just not going to fall through. I just, I because I see what's going on. I get involved with them, you know. Not caring is also a very attractive. Uh, well, I really don't because yeah. I have a very rich life. Right. And and I don't need. I really don't need them. Right. And I had and that plenty of crazy not needing. I. Uh, plenty of experience with women, plenty, 
and with femininity and real women. And I don't find a really a, a real woman today. You know, they're not. They're not. Is there one who haunts your thoughts and dreams? As one woman, because I'm sure there have been many. Is there one? Well, woman? no, not anymore. I mean, not in my. I mean, I meet them sometimes. They'll flirt with me. I meet them at the. They were all, they're gorgeous, you know, and they come up to me. And I was one, she's just gorgeous, but she didn't. There's no contact. You see, you have to, you know, I'd have to. But I mean, from your past as well, is there no, one who no. sticks, who ch- rises from? No, it's all, no. It go, you Different, forget yeah, them. You I, forget I, them. I have a different life, you know. I, yeah. I go through the, you know. You, Gone with the stars, well, with what the you orbits. Do when, you, when you meet someone, you, you project the love as you project on them. And I went through like my current one now. I projected her, was very attached to the whole thing, and I am to a degree. But we have a very intimate relationship. It's very spiritual and deep. It's really deep in a, in a very, very adult way. It's very different. Right. And uh, we're not married, and she's not going to be, and she's, you know, sitting on that, she's fine with me. So we, it's a relationship that can endure, you know, you're not living together. But yeah. we have. We've been in trips together. And she's confronted me, and I've, uh, I've won, you know. You've won. Oh, of course. I did the, um, I, one time she gave me some bullshit because I was very tired. It was very unjustified with her, and I was, and I said, I cried, and I said, I'm in love with you, and if I were older, I'd marry the whole thing. And she just was <laughs> absolutely, um, um, neutralized by that, you know, and she was just angry with me. And I said, I said, but I love you. <laughs> so she was new, but it was you pulled of, a woman trick. So it was then the other time she was another one, which she was semi justified, but she was overboard, and I was really pissed. So I didn't uh, communicate with her for two months, and she got very another pissed. woman trick. I didn't do anything. She you know what me. you're doing. Didn't man. do anything. I absolutely. And then, of course, she came around. Now she's as sweet as ever. And <laughs> see, in other words, I just you know what you're doing. I didn't. I didn't uh, mess around because I don't. Need you ain't no second fiddle, but you you know how to play them like one. Well, I did. I mean, I'm not going to um, beg. I didn't need that. The the one that we the trip we did take was very unjustified. That one I was really. I was really pissed, but I played it well, intuitively, and it was difficult because we were away in Bali and all of that, and she was really um, unjustified for that. I really resent that, but I, it, we got over it, and um, and I got over it. But but deep down, you see, I'm I am I'm still independent because I know who I am, and I don't need it, you know. Yeah. And I don't need her. And I don't need any woman. But dealing with them, that's why you need to be a man. You need to follow who you really are. And that takes a great deal of sleep. You've got to study all the aspects and say, I'm going to become a man and study what it is for you and change. And I have the formula for it. And it's all things. I said, you know, plan to live to 90. Plan about investing. Understand money. Understand... Um, that um, women are optimistic, that they don't love you the way you love, you think you love them. That, um, you know, there's, you've got to understand the species. And, and if you want to, 
Go on the internet or read the book, The Rational Male by Roller Tomasi. Go on the internet. Mm -hmm. You do that, and he's, you, it's one. Every man should do that. Every man. I mean, he's absolutely correct. He's one of the best I've, I've ever heard. I mean, he's fundamental, and he started the whole men's movement. You understand what women really are about today. You know, they're, what the women today, different, is that a lot were virgins, or they married early, 2022. 20, today, the women want to be like men. They party. They fuck around. I mean, by their 28 or 29, and they got, and even my cousin, who's, he's almost your age. He's a little younger. I think he's 34, something like that. And he's, you know, he's was in, in women and all this. He finally married this girl, but she was Persian, you know, the whole mm. thing, the whole thing. And, they like you know, to control. Well, they like to control, but they're not slut. At least she wasn't. No, I mean, no, no. They I like mean, to control. I mean, yeah, but yeah, she's beautiful, but smart, nice, mm. help. I mean, nice girl. I mean, I like her a lot. I mean, she's really nice. I mean, many levels. I, I yeah. have no problem with that. It's not the point. The point of it is she's just not like American girls who are party girls. A lot of them, by their, her age, they've got five miles of dick in them. And then they're funny, so oh, well, now I better find Mr. You know, I've got all these elf and these bad guys I fucked around with. Yeah. I want to find Mr. Beta. Time for a mule. I'm one from yeah, five miles and a mule. Yeah, who's going to support me? And I mean, I like him, I'm going to manipulate him. And they find somebody like that, you know. And they do. A lot of these men, oh, they love me all day, and they really don't. But they've been partying around, they lie about their sexual partners. Yeah. You know, they, they've all had. These girls today, I was reading, I have a book out there when I was doing my research, I think 70% of girls by the time they're high school have had sex, at least oral sex, something of that sort. 70%, I said, what? I have the book. There was some woman that does research, she's done a thing I have it in my library that I could go and give it. It was a huge amount. I just was amazed. Then I even saw on the internet, there on YouTube, this surprised me when I was doing my research for the book on um, Young Man's Guide to um, the Misfit, you know, female. I would listen to all these girls, you know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. What I like about boys. They were all in their 20s, you know. Yeah. It was part of my research. And that was all silly, you know. Oh, I like him because he's got white shirt and all this stupid stuff. But that was fine because I had to learn, you know, I want to do it. That was one. She had a million hits or something. She says, well, now I want to tell you how you give a blowjob. Mm -hmm. And I was just... They don't know how to give blowjobs. I mean, she was yeah, she was there on YouTube telling the girl... That's what it... So what happens? They turn into whores, party girls, and they're... And so you can't marry them. There's a direct correlation between the number of partners a woman has and divorce. Have you ever been married? No. No. Had you ever wanted to be married? And did you? Did no. You, no. I decided it wasn't for me. And it was a great decision. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anyone happier about, 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 about their marital decision than you, whether married or not. No, I knew myself. Yeah. I said, no, it's not. I said, I couldn't handle it. I said, because I know what I wanted, where I wanted to go, and how to get there. And I couldn't have done it because... In a relationship you live with, we have children, it demands a mountain of libido or energy. Mm -hmm. 
and you only have so much time. And I couldn't do both. I, that I understood. And besides, I like to fly fish. And no man who likes to fly fish. <laughs> I mean, you... I, yeah, right. It's, because it's, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, time away, time alone. And time alone, and it takes a lot... It's not something um, that you can do. And I've even heard in my club, I belong to the club, one guy, he said, oh, some guy couldn't <laughs> pull... Uh, hey, whatever it was, was... We want to go fly fishing. I, I've heard even my best buddies. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, can we go? Well, I got to check with the wife first. Yeah. I said you got to check with the wife first. Famous last fishing. words. I said fuck that. Yeah. I said. Can you afford a Chanel purse? Perhaps? I mean, in other in other words, so that's kind of stuff, you yeah. know. Now one guy who was really good. His wife who was really good, but of course she wasn't American, she was actually Chinese, really top, top, classy Chinese girl. And this was, she's over the top. It was my collecting, but we collected stuff. She would go fishing, I mean, mm -hmm. she was the first, no problem. Few have the wisdom to learn how to go. do fishing I mean, with she just husbands. go. I mean, she just, there was no, no conflict. But a lot of these guys from America, in my club, would would do that in the fish in the fly fishing club, and so we, who do that are dedicated. Oh, I want to check. Oh, I can't. Oh, I said. So that that's yeah. the whole that's the whole point. They're they're not they're not men. I'm not. I would I wouldn't do that. The problem with men, I I do have an answer, a way of doing it, but it's. I would just say, if you can't do anything else, at least go and read Roland Tomasi, go on YouTube, listen to that group, listen to the um, MGTOW men going their own way, which I don't agree with, but because they're too negative, but they do have a point. And then um, Roland Tomasi, and then a few other his followers, listen to them. And even some, there's a couple of pickup artists who are very good. I don't like them, but they have, they do tell you about American women, about women. They have some interesting they ideas. Are. They have some good points. They have some points. Lots of things I don't like. But then you find out what's going on. And when I see the women, how they, what they're thinking, what it does give you is an idea of how they're thinking. Yeah. Most, not all, but most. And especially if they're older in their in their late twenties or thirties, who are, you know, sophisticated, been around the block, they have jobs, they've gone this, they've traveled, they are, um, they lack um, control, they lack um, a sense of um, loyalty and uh, maybe even morality because they've become um, accustomed to indulging themselves. When they, when women who are much more animalistic than men need control, mm -hmm. and they really want to be dominated, you know, one of the top fantasies, sexual fantasies of women, is being dominant. In fact, that seven shades of gray, you know, the things. Yeah, yeah, gray. yeah, the great, yeah. They well, what he what it was a typical woman's fantasy. They have this rich guy, who um, dominates them sexually who uh, doesn't really hurt them, and what she really doesn't have to put out much, but she gets rewarded for, you know. Mm -hmm. In other words, she really doesn't have to work hard, but she gets all the goodies. And he's, and you know, and she manipulates him in a way and all of this. And yet, 
yet he gets, yet she gets dominated and she gets her sexual thrills for it. And that's, and women fantasy, they have gangbang fantasies. I've been in the old days when we used to have orgies. They would say, what do you want? And then women would put, I want to be gangbang, you know, mm -hmm. but no, I want, oh God. I mean, it's what I've seen. <laughs> Man, I want to tell you. What you've, you've been to on a, bona femina, on a bona femina non si trova, they say, tell, a good woman can't be found. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, I've seen a lot. I've been around the block, my dear. I've been yeah. in over 52 countries. I mean, Which I, one is the kinkiest that you've been to in your experience? What kinkiest what? Well, I mean, what, where, where the sexuality was at its most uh, unbridled. Well, well, you can't really, you have to define in the terms oh, of the I, country. Oh, no, I know, true. But I mean, if you go to Thailand and Southeast Asia, but it's, it's a lot, it's different because the Buddhists aren't sexually repressed. Mm -hmm. So their idea of sexuality lays in Thailand is like it's an extension of your body, you know. They don't, it's very sexually open, but not guilty. Mm -hmm. But it's not the attitude we have. Right. Like, well, what's the most kinky white person country? Let's put it that way. I don't know. I mean, I've never, I don't travel to go to kinky sexual places. No. I've traveled a lot and it just happened. I've heard that England is, though. No, oh, well, but I Germany, Germany's there too. I mean, and just Maybe superficially, Germany. Maybe I don't know Germany, that much. I don't know. Well, they do have, they do allow prostitution there and they That's do true. have. I did go on the internet when I was in my research, I saw it there. They had, uh, there's a famous brothel in Frankfurt or Berlin, I where it that it's, I saw a picture of it, it's looked like five stories. Yeah, I've heard something. of that place. And uh, there's the others, and they have over 200 in Germany and all of that. Yeah. I don't know, I, it brought, doesn't, a brothel does not interest me at all, no. but I don't, I mean. No, no, I'm just curious because. But they the do Lord allow is. it, and I suppose they, it could be a little kinky. I don't, you know, there's kinky stuff. I, when I've been a psychologist and I've seen enough of it, I've seen a lot of kinky stuff. Um, guys want to become girls and dress up and that kind of thing. Which oh, is yeah, okay. yeah, that happens all the time. But I don't think that's a big deal. It doesn't, that's interesting. No, that's all pretty standard stuff. But the other sexuality is, um, in Southeast Asia, is very, very different, you know. It's, a, it's just a different mentality, you Yeah. Know? And it's, it's, you know, they, they do a lot of massage and all, and it's like they don't make a terrible distinction between the body and the reproductive parts, you know, which is part of it. Right. it you, you just have to be there to feel it, you know. Right. It's there, but it's, it's not guilty. It's not this. It's, oh, well. It's you know. more casual, I guess. Well, it's not guilty. Therapeutic. Okay. And it's part of the body, and it's just part of your... Right. Thing. And you can have, I've had all kinds of massage. If I had the time massage, I've had massages for four and a half hours by these middle-aged women. And this has been wonderful. They put a little bikini on you. It's totally clean. Then you've had the happy ending massages and all yeah. of this. The ones I like the are the ones in the four hours with the middle-aged women. They're the, the best. The you sad know? beginning massages, but they get better over the course of the four you hours. Know, I mean, I like the, I like the legitimate side better, to yeah. tell you the truth. I mean, they're really sensual. I mean, they're really nice. I wouldn't have minded getting a massage while having this horoscope read to me. Maybe I'll hire someone to read it to me and massage. Well, you time. would just what you do is you read it before you go to bed, every mm. bit by bit. And it's going to take you weeks Jesus. to really understand it. You know, it benefits me to turn away from manipulating others. Well, you're just a 
that, that goes against everything you just told me. I just read this. What's going on? Okay, I'm going to go fly fishing in your restroom one more time. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank it's you. about you, remember. It's about me. It's about me. Okay. Have a good night, Douglas. Okay, we'll talk to you later then. Yeah, bye-bye. It's about me. It's about me. I'm going to read this fucking thing. Jesus. God, fuck. Read this fucking dossier about fucking... My fucking destiny dossier. Fuck, man. Fuck. Fuck. I don't know, should I read it? Should I read this? Fuck.